<laughs> Excuse me. Good evening, everybody. As I'm like, what? Technical? Th- what? No, there's a hair on the board. Oh, it's a, a beard. And Eric's beard hair fell on the mixer. <laughs> Casualties of beard. That will happen around here. My apologies for that. Yeah. Fandom Power with uh, 300% more beard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our friend Adam over at GoFigure uh, posted a video this week. I don't know if you guys had a chance to check that out. Uh, yeah. It was his... Uh, a joint video between uh, 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 Go Figure and uh, Sergeant Slaughter, Slaughterhouse, uh, Zazel, Logan, Phoenix, all the way from Australia. It's hilarious. Uh, Andy is a fan of The Littlest Hobo. You owe it to yourself to go and check it out. Uh, it's we'll a great video. So, great video. Always happy to uh, give a shout out to uh, other small channels like us that are doing good stuff over there. So, yeah, Go Figure. Uh, go check it out. Will do. Um, wow. The Martez sisters arc. Mm-hmm. Um, before, before we get into it i just want to backtrack a bit because we talked about this now we talked about this offline and we now this is uh, for the benefit of the people who are uh, maybe watching tonight or catching this in the replay we actually considered omitting it completely now that we've all watched it again yeah does anybody have a different opinion on that i, I think it's essential not really I, no really you still would have omitted it hank I mean, except for two scenes out of my episode. <laughs> I don't know. I get it. I, I do get it. It's uh, I get it. It's just, it, it's not that. I don't know if it's one third of your final season ever. That is a good point. Mm-hmm. That is a good point. And these yeah. four episode arcs, these mini movies that they kind of fell into. Right. It really does dominate when you've got a what a twelve episode, thirteen uh-huh. episode season, and that's all. I mean, and that's all. It's it's would, it's pretty true to their original plan of having her discover the plot in the underground. Would it have made a difference to you in a twenty-two episode season? Maybe not as much. Uh, maybe a slower burn, but you got to figure. Like we jump right into Order sixty six now, and that's right, yeah. I mean, you really see um, whether, I mean, whether Bo-Katan would have tracked her to wherever anyway. Yeah. Um, I think the important things, I guess, about the Martez sisters are that they're, they're our, uh, our baseline for Republic citizens that are yeah just scraping by in that system, you know. They even, I don't want to spoil anything, but they, they make a line in my episode about like, why would anybody walk away from being a Jedi? And it's just the way they say it. It's like, because it, to, to the rest of this, especially poor people, yeah, yeah. it's, it's like the elite class of citizenry. Like, why would you, why would you leave a life of privilege like that? There's a, there's a comedic line there. You can do that. Yeah. Yeah. In unison. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, top-notch storytelling don't get me wrong but for me maybe not one third of the final season of clone wars ever i think because it was so recent on our watch radar um it was a harder pill to swallow because we were so can i dare i say overwhelmed by the uh the the final arc the order 66 arc it was so good and so emotional yeah i didn't even remember that it dovetailed into it (laughs) <laughs> i think you know it makes way more sense having just come off of ahsoka's trial to go right into this one and actually i have to say from my and this is my own personal opinion 
I am way more forgiving of this arc the second time around than I was watching it. Uh, what a year uh, when we started a year, and a, a year and a bit ago. Yeah. 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 Way more forgiving of it now. I actually quite enjoyed it. I enjoyed it way more than I actually thought I would. I was actually kind of That's like, awesome. Oh, you know, like the fact that we, like I said, we'd actually considered omitting, omitting this arc entirely. And I'm glad we didn't. Uh, I like the contrast of the two sisters. Like they are literally the walking, talking, breathing morality compass for her. Yeah. By and, any means necessary and be hopeful. Yeah. And like you said, Hank, they, they work, uh, they work in spades as a baseline for how the average citizen who lives below the surface, who's not, uh, swept up, who, who's not of a certain, uh, uh, standard of living, a certain mm. class, yeah. how they might view the Jedi. And it's interesting that that jaded view, uh, or that from a certain point of view that the Jedi are these warmongering uh, uh, um, people who are perpetuating things, right, is more of a common sentiment down below that the average citizens actually feel that way without, right, right. without any prompting. And in the last episode, there was uh, uh, you get that, like even so far as to commit heinous crimes involving, uh, you know, feeding bombs to your husband. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that to, little to, 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 you know, um. But so uh, instrumental, I feel in 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 some amount, in so much as that they they definitely are the voice of the uh, that tier of society within the Republic, right? With a whole lot of circumstance heaped on them because of and I a would very say specific event, right? A very specific event, which I actually thought the first time around was super cool. Like, yeah, I thought that's like that's like a Spider-Man level origin story. Oh my gosh, yeah. And you then you're I mean? like, like, I. I actually considered like, do I go back and find that that episode in the series and rewatch that just to have more context? Yeah, if I yeah. had I had more time, I would have done that. And you wow. would have been disappointed because it doesn't happen. Really? That is an off-camera thing. Uh, I went back through every episode with that particular event. I remember that sure. arc, the the zero the hut. <clears throat> yeah. Uh the zero the hut uh, bit. Yeah, we see him get escaped off. That's and right, then yeah. we never do see the chase where he's reapprehended. Okay. Or okay. But in, now in we, the thing we get it sort of secondhand through yeah. the recounting of that story. Yeah. So interesting. Again, it's that you know we we have it in real life all the time. But it's a small world. Yeah. And Anakin was involved in that chase, so which is yeah the high likelihood that her master is the one responsible for their deaths. Well, it is uh, the road to Ahsoka uh, part four for us here at uh, Phantom Power. We are going to get right into it. But before we do that, I feel like we kind of were getting away from this. Like, did we forget a couple of these? No, I think we got one. Wow. Did we? we slid one. I, I improvised one last week. That's right. Well, um, I did my homework and uh, it's time again, everybody, for another Excellent. bad Star Wars jokes. <laughs> well i'm sorry i'm already laughing because i think the punchline on this one's quite hilarious nice. um, what do you get when you dump chocolate on chewbacca <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <Angry> Wookie? <laughs> <laughs> what do you get when you <laughs> when you dump chocolate on chewbacca i on have chewbacca. no idea you don't get anything you lose your arms <laughs> your arms ripped off yeah well from a certain point of view you get a chocolate chip wookie <laughs> chocolate chip wookie a chocolate chip wookie 
very few awesome. of these make me genuinely laugh like like all but this one <laughs> i don't know why i really like this one <laughs> not bad awesome. at all don't forget um if you guys have got a bad Star Wars joke out there, we'd love to hear it. Uh, you can always send it to us uh, through any of our social media uh, uh, social media platforms. You can uh, drop it right here in the live chat, whether we use it in a future show or not. Or you can uh, reach out uh, through email at uh, fandompower3 at uh, gmail.com. And this has been another Bad Star Wars Jokes. Get back in there. All right. Nice. <sighs> We're going to uh, keep things going the way we did last week. Uh, this is a four-episode arc. We uh, mentioned that, I think, last week, that uh, this one might be a little bit of a longer show tonight. I'm going to take the first two episodes, and then I'm going to hand things over to uh, Andy for uh, the third episode. And then, Hank, you're going to take us home. Wait. Everybody, uh, any more before we get going, guys? Happy Father's Day to everybody Happy out there. Father's Happy Day Father's Day to Day. all. Actually, last year we actually postponed. We uh, we canceled uh, the Sunday night for Father's Day last year. Uh, clearly, none of us had any, anything going on. <laughs> I got mine done earlier. So. And it was Saturday last year too. Uh, was it oh, a Saturday? Were we were we still going at uh, noon we on Saturdays been, last year? We might have been, and maybe that's why we canceled yeah. the show last year. I'm not sure. I don't noon know. on Saturday is yeah. a little tougher. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well. Um, as we said before, this is the uh, the Martez sisters arc. I don't think you can really call it anything else. Yeah. Um, the first episode, uh, we get the quote here, and it is, uh, if there is no path before you, you create your own. And now, as I like to uh, prime these things, I wrote my own little narrative here. So let me lay it on you. Jedi no more. Ahsoka Tano embarks on a period of self-discovery. No longer bound by the Jedi Code, she's at her own devices to navigate the galaxy on her own terms. The lessons imparted by Anakin Skywalker still remain, and Ahsoka realizes she can still make a difference despite not being a Jedi anymore. With a chance encounter with the Martez sisters, Ahsoka forms a new friendship that not only sets her down the path to becoming Fulcrum, but also the once and future Jedi we all know her to be. I had to get the little mm -hmm. Arthurian thing in there. That I was quite proud of that, nice. actually. <laughs> I was proud of that one. All right. Uh, this one, it's uh, Season 7, Episode 5. It's called Gone with a Trace. This is the uh, 122nd episode chronologically, and it originally aired on uh, March 20th, uh, 2020 on Disney+. Plus. We're done with the Cartoon Network. We skipped through Netflix, and we are now on Disney+. Plus. Uh, this one, uh, co-written by uh, Dave Filoni and Charles Murray. By the way, this makes total sense now. And this is another reason why I'm so much more forgiving of this and why it works so well is that Charles Murray also co-wrote the entire trial arc, the arc that we just covered. So the writing, uh, if you felt that it was fairly consistent, tonally speaking, that, mm -hmm. is that might be why. All right, so um, the episode synopsis for this one says, uh, Ahsoka befriends a pilot but must hide her Jedi past while trying to stop a dangerous droid. And uh, our episode opens with Ahsoka riding a speeder bike down the viaduct. Of course, we, uh, we were familiar with that from the last arc. 
the viaduct away from the tall spires of Coruscant's surface and into the depths of the Undercity. But her speeder bike is a wreck, and after a mechanical failure, she crashes onto a platform on level 1313. Another nod to the, uh, the, the video game that we never got. Mm -hmm. A woman working on the platform sees the crash and comes out to see if Ahsoka is okay. And while Ahsoka is unharmed, the same cannot be said for her speeder bike. Now, the woman introduces herself as Trace and tells Ahsoka that she's in luck because she's crashed into one of the best repair shops on level 1313. Trace says she'll fix it for a fair price. But Ahsoka balks that uh, she can do it on her own. She just needs some tools to do it. And Trace offers to let Ahsoka use the tools, but it's still going to cost. Of course, Ahsoka doesn't have any credits, but that doesn't stop Trace from inviting her into the shop. And uh, when she toggles a handheld remote, the shop doors slide open, revealing a Nebula-class freighter sitting on the shop floor. Trace uh, tells Ahsoka that she's turning the freighter into something a, with a little more speed and points out a space uh, in the corner where Ahsoka can work on her bike. Ahsoka asks Trace why she's helping her. Trace shrugs her shoulders and says, shouldn't I? It seemed like the right thing to do. And she adds that you can leave if you want, but Ahsoka accepts the invitation to stay. Relieved, uh, Trace replies, that's good. I need the money. <laughs> um, should we point out here that uh, the yeah, suit Ahsoka is wearing? Yeah, uh, just, uh, uh, mechanics coveralls is the same that she's wearing in the upcoming Tales the from the Jedi. Tales. So the, uh, mm -hmm. you figure that when these are harvesting. close. These events are close together. Close, yeah, yeah, which is weird because, <laughs> like you say, after this we go right into the mall thing. Yeah. Um, so maybe tales comes technically before this before they... oh no maybe maybe but again because she's without is she without a lightsaber in that she is without a lightsaber yeah. in that yeah, which, she is. which would make sense because yeah. she gets that... her lightsabers there but wouldn't necessarily have them out here that's it's, right it's probably pretty close the one thing that's... lauren noted though too is that um we're post george lucas having input on ahsoka now and yeah she's she's completely yep. covered <laughs> yeah she is isn't she yeah. yeah and still very feminine like lauren loves oh, said. she was quick to point out she's like look at her like now that she almost as if now that she's allowed to clothe herself look how more mature yeah, she really. is. Like, she's not you know yeah, yeah. it was funny that george was always insistent that she show a little skin it's weird too when you look at the uh i mean the the joke about uh jedi robes were just co-opted from uh tatooine robes but like that commonality that there was very little variation within that theme until you got yeah. to it and it's like wait whoa whoa wait a minute what's going on here bear midriff what's going on yeah and but then you start to see the the variation and i don't know if it's because they were trying to get that 13 year old boy effect thing I but you look you, like like shack t shore is one thing and and yeah. adia galia they're dressed like traditionally but they really uh, are well then alia uh, sakura and right and you know like they're like that's just she's basically a twilight in a bikini wielding lightsabers. <laughs> that's true. I mean, for anybody who played uh what is it, Force Unleashed uh one or two, which which one is it that Shakti gets uh, one of her non-canon deaths? Yeah, two they completely redesigned her for that, and she's yeah. essentially what's the joke? Uh the Dungeons and Dragons joke, uh bikini male. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like they really overtly sexualized her in a way that was like 
jarring. It's funny because I mean, like as a like a, you know a warrior monk, doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. what what yeah. sex you are, right? It the, like sex doesn't you know sexuality doesn't yeah, yeah no it doesn't it doesn't factor in yeah but it's cool that like it's it's those that's the type of insight when i watch this stuff with lauren that i don't necessarily like hone in on that's she's right. really good uh barometer well, it's great having yeah it's respect. great having a woman watch it with you and sort of like and have those like hey by the way did you notice all right well perspective. uh later on the, as the two women work on their respective vehicles uh, trace asks uh, ahsoka if she needs any help and a skeptical Ahsoka answers, uh, not if you're going to charge me, but uh, as this is, uh, uh, this is Trace's world. It's time for her to be the master as she tells Ahsoka that in the Undercity, everything has a price. And if she's going to remain there, she had better get used to it. Removing a part from her bike, Ahsoka tells Trace that she might get lucky because the sparker on her bike is shot and it needs a new one. Trace taps the ventral hull of her ship, and as uh, as she tells Ahsoka that the only sparker she has already been installed in the ship, Ahsoka tells her that she needs to get out of here. And Trace hops down from uh, working on her ship, says and says, "Why, you running away from something?" Ahsoka questions that maybe coming here was a bad idea, and she doesn't know what she's doing. She's not talking about the speeder bike either. No. <laughs> Stepping over towards a, a workbench, Ahsoka drops her goggles and walks away. Uh, and Trace, confused, shouts, Hey, what did I say? You can stay here as long as you want. If you can pay me, what's with you? Trace watches Ahsoka walk away before touching the workbench. She runs her fingers over some scratches in the bench as her mind drifts off somewhere else. And I'm pretty sure that somewhere else is that event that we uh get revealed to us later on mm -hmm. and our first comment coming in tonight it's uh, from uh, sarah over on youtube who says uh, i much prefer ahsoka's more recent outfits wholeheartedly agree um yeah. my my default ahsoka is the rebels version so i mean that is my that's a great that's my favorite yeah this is kind of like a gateway to that outfit you know it's yeah like, you know the same but i i really was knocked out by the ronin samurai uh look from the live action from the live it's action it's really super cool i hope that they they push that even more uh going into uh, the live action series i know like superficially from what we've seen in the marketing she kind of looks like she did in the mandalorian slash mm -hmm. book of boba fett but as we're not 100 percent sure whether or not some of this is in flashbacks or within the world between worlds there may be an opportunity to go back and revisit some of her other looks in live action mm -hmm. mm. who knows all right, where am I now here? Did I miss something? No, I did not. Okay, moving forward. Uh, outside the shop, Ahsoka walks to the edge of the platform and she stares out into the abyssal shaft that runs from the surface, of course, onto its impossible depths. A sea rock light cruiser slowly rises in front of her and Ahsoka follows it up with her gaze. A pinhole of light from the surface shines down brightly for a few levels until it becomes indistinguishable from the artificial light of the shops, hangars, restaurants, and all the other infrastructure lining the tunnel. Downtrodden, Ahsoka drops her gaze back to her feet, alone in her own mind, until the rattling and clanging of metal jar, uh, jars her back to the present, and she walks back towards the repair bay. Now, do we think she was going back to when she dove down here, chasing after or trying to escape? I think this is just a, an all-around, like, you know, it's like to feel sorry for yourself. Mm. 
I think that, that this is a moment of like, I just want to be alone in my own mind. I'm feeling sorry for myself. I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm doing here. How did I end up here? Like, I think it's more of something like every that. time you take a moment when you're, when you're, when you feel like this, every time you take a moment to pause, you spin. Yeah. You know, yeah. So she's like, for, she's out. It's like a mental break, but it's, it's not. <laughs> no, I hear you. I totally hear you reflect. That. Right. Right. All right. Well, uh, walking back into the shop, Ahsoka sees a trace working on her speeder. The bike is running and trace uh, twists the throttle and gives it a rev. Seeing Ahsoka on the other side of the workbench, Trace tells her, no sense in keeping you here. If you're going to be miserable, Ahsoka tells Trace she appreciates the help and she asks how much it's going to cost. And Trace uh, tells her that's eh, on the house. Leaning up against the edge of the workbench, Ahsoka folds her arms as she tells uh, Trace that things are very different where she comes from. Looking up at her, Trace retorts, obviously, before asking where it is she actually comes from. Ahsoka struggles and trips on what to say before her landing on, I used to live on the upper levels of Coruscant. With a smile, Trace remarks, oh, up there where the air is clear. Before turning <laughs> her attention back to the bike, casually she remarks, you're probably better off down here. And when Ahsoka asks her why, she's surprised when Trace says, I'm sure you've got your problems with the Jedi running around, starting wars and policing everything. When Ahsoka says that the Jedi didn't start the war and they're trying to stop it, Trace scoffs, sure, sure they are, before adding that uh, it doesn't matter because they've forgotten about everyone down here. Ahsoka asks Trace what she means, and uh, Trace tells her that as a kid you hear stories, and the Jedi just aren't what she thought they would be. She adds that it's not safe in the Undercity, or anywhere on Coruscant for that matter, and that's why she has her ship, so that she and her sister Rafa can make their own living off-planet. Suddenly, the two women are interrupted. Um, before I move the slide ahead, that's that's that that moment where you say benchmark for citizenry, mm-hmm. running around starting wars and policing everything. Right, right, right. That that's the narrative. Yeah, isn't it? The gangster, Pintu San-El, a furry brown humanoid flanked by a pair of Abyssin goons, uh, barges in. Pintu levels a finger at Trace as he says, uh, your sister said she was paying me today and demands to know where she is. Trace tells Ahsoka, don't do anything and to let her handle things. Reluctantly, Ahsoka agrees. With a smile, Trace says that uh, Rafa was going to see him, but then Pintu says, seeing as she's not here, I guess you're going to have to pay me instead. And he uh, gestures uh, to his goons. Forcefully, Ahsoka t- uh, warns them to back off. And both Trace and Pintu uh, look at her and say in unison, stay out of this. As the Abyssin goons uh, back Trace up against the workbench, Pintu asks, where's my money? Grabbing a pipe off the bench, Trace shouts right here as she bats the two, gar- uh, the two guards. A fight ensues, and Trace fights uh, off both uh, Abyssins. And for a time, she seems to be doing all right, until one of the goons uh, pins her to the workbench by the throat, looking (laughs) up at Ahsoka. It's a very Indiana Jones move, by the way. (laughs) Looking up at Ahsoka, uh, Trace says, on second thought, some help would be great. As uh, one of the guards goes to uh, 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 punch Trace, his fist is caught mid-swing by Ahsoka. 
Trace is gobsmacked as she watches Ahsoka take on the larger aliens and pummel them handily with her martial skills. She is quite the martial artist, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. If anything, I don't think we've seen because she's without her lightsabers. It's, yeah, it's, it's hand-to-hand combat. Yeah, and she's like, I, I would not want to fight this woman. <laughs> she does some pretty serious stuff in my episode. For she sure. really does. Dropping the guards, uh, she looks at Pintu and suggests that they leave now. And uh, as he and his goons slink away, he points at Trace and says, tell Rafa this is far from over. Ahsoka helps Trace back up to her feet, and Trace is amazed by what she just saw. She asks Ahsoka, who taught her how to fight like that? And uh, looking away, uh, Ahsoka says, "Uh, my older brother. Trace says, maybe Ahsoka can teach her a few moves someday before they head off to tell Rafa uh, what just happened. Well, later on, uh, Trace and Ahsoka catch up with Rafa, who's uh, rummaging through uh, unattended washing machines at uh, the laundry. Now, originally, I thought this was like a public laundry. I mean, I've never seen the laundromat that wasn't open to the public. Mm -hmm. But as we will find out later on, she actually owns the place. Trace is alarmed at her uh, sister's face. And uh, Trace tells her that Pintu came by and uh, asks if her sister uh, actually plans on paying him. Rafa tells uh, her sister that, well, yes, she is, and that she has a big job coming through, and it's going to change everything for the two of them. Skeptically, Trace asks if the job is legitimate or just more of the usual. Rafa looks at her sister and asks, what did I teach you? We can't count on anyone. And then Trace cuts in and she finishes the, the phrase, so we count on ourselves. I know. Noticing Ahsoka, Rafa asks, who is this interesting creature? Ahsoka introduces herself and uh, Rafa asks how the two of them ended up together. So Trace tells her how Ahsoka crashed into the platform. Cynically, Rafa asks Ahsoka, where exactly is it at your from? Uh, exactly is it you're from? And Ahsoka tells her she's from Topside and that uh, Trace has been helping her out. Rafa asks how much Trace is charging her, and Ahsoka astutely retorts, not enough to pay your debt. Rafa points a finger at Ahsoka, uh, calling it none of her business, before putting a hand on her sister's shoulder and apologizing for what happened to her. Excuse me. Trace reminds Rafa uh, that she told her she would stay away from Pintu, but Rafa says that she needs the money for repairs and other things. She never does say what other things are, though. (laughs) Angrily, Trace says that Rafa could have at least given her a heads up that she wasn't going to pay Pintu, and Rafa agrees with her. Trace says, uh, good, I can only take uh, so many punches to the head and still be considered a pilot. Just then, a Twi'lek man enters the laundry, and Rafa calls him their next payday. As she asks, how can I help you, my friend? She really uh, used car salesman here. She kind of yeah. lays it on pretty thick. The man says that he needs uh, three droids built, and his business partner brokered a deal with a Rafa Martez. Rafa tells the man that she's who he's looking for, and that deal will be honored. She tells him that while the laundry may not look like a droid factory, it serves to throw off the authorities and that her associate, pointing at Trace, does all the assembly in the back. Leaning in, Trace whispers, who's your associate? (laughs) And speaking out the side of her mouth, Rafa answers, don't worry about that yet. 
The man says uh, his business partner told him that Rafa builds droids better than anyone. And uh, Rafa says, then he knows quality. Shaking the man's hand, Rafa says to bring the parts around back. As the man walks out of the laundry, Rafa turns and uh, asks her sister, feel like building some droids? Trace just rolls her eyes as she uh, rests her head in her hand. <laughs> well, back at the, uh, the, the mech bay, Ahsoka and Trace work at assembling three hulking load lifter droids. Trace says it's been a while since she's built a droid, but it's not that difficult. They just have more moving parts. Mm -hmm. Given Ahsoka's history with droids, she cautions Trace to make sure that they're fitted with restraining bolts before she powers them up. When Trace asks Ahsoka, what are you worried about? She tells her that most of them are fine, but she's had her fair share of run-ins with droids. She <laughs> adds that, you know, some of them just happen to be cross-wired right from the start. And this is no astromech as she uh, thumbs the power switch. As the load lifter powers up, Trace remarks that Ahsoka seems to know a lot about everything. But Ahsoka says it's not true that she still doesn't understand people. Trace says, well, what's to know? Adding that there are good people and bad people. And some people are just cross-wired like this binary load lifter. And at the sound binary load lifter, Ahsoka realizes that she does know this type of droid. Um, as the droid raises its limbs and tries to Hulk smash her, Ahsoka dodges out of the way and the load lifter bats aside the droid that's standing beside it before turning to strike again. But before it can do so, Ahsoka holds up her remote and she shuts the droid down. Trace rushes to her side, asking if she's all right. Angrily, Ahsoka tells Trace that Type 2 load lifters were a fraud. They were repurposed demolition droids that were prone to violence. Trace says it's a good thing they put the restraining bolts on them. But the third droid powers up and it flips over a workbench before it runs out of the workshop. Um, so much for that. <laughs> bolt on that one. Forgot to put the restraining bolt on. <clears throat> Oops. Outside, Rafa walks down the street with her head uh, in a data pad. Suddenly, the load lifter bolts out from an alleyway and it runs past her with a trace chasing after it. Seeing her payday run down the street, Rafa yells, That's my droid. Where's it going? Trace tells her it's just a test run and nothing to worry about. Rafa yells back at Trace, this isn't funny, just as Ahsoka runs past, shrugging her shoulders. Like, I don't know. I did appreciate the, the comedic moments in this one. Yeah, it was natural. It wasn't, you know. Forced. Uh, yeah. The one thing that did feel forced, was, and I think that that is the intentional part, uh, talking about the uh, the morality compass, like the, the two sisters represent opposing spectrums, but like the way that they write Rafa, like it's easy to not like this character because she's written so harshly. Yeah. But it yeah. just, it, they really want it to be obvious and uh, mission accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> the droid leads the women on a wild goose chase, uh, smashing through anything that happens to get in its way. Trace yells at the droid, stop, but it doesn't listen. Instead, it runs out onto a bridge and then leaps off, landing on a level below and a startling everyone that just happened to be standing or walking there. The two women look down from the bridge and Trace asks Ahsoka, you said demolition droid, right? Exasperated, she answers, yeah. And the two stand there and watch as the droid thunders down the street away from them, smashing land speeders along the way. 
Trace tells Ahsoka, go back to the shop and get the tracking device for the droid while she finds a speeder they can use to go after it. Ahsoka runs back into the shop where Rafa is uh, sitting there waiting. Rafa gets up and angrily asks where her droid and her sister is. Ahsoka tells her they're working on it. And uh, just then Trace pulls up in what looks like a forklift kind of speeder. Then she and Ahsoka take off on the speeder while Rafa stands there yelling that it's going to cost them more credits than what they were paid for the droid job. Catching up with the uh, rampaging droid, Ahsoka tells Trace that the shutoff is on its faceplate. It's a great place to put it, right between mm-hmm. the eyes. So Trace swings the forks around to the front end and repositions them so she can use it like a claw uh, to grab a hold of the droid. The droid manages to evade them for a while and it dashes across another bridge while the girls bump the forklift into a wall. But it's not long before they're on it again and this time are actually able to drive the droid face first onto the street. But the load lifter isn't done struggling (laughs) and with the forks still wrapped around it, uh, it begins to pull a King Kong and starts climbing up the side of a building, uh, taking the forklift with it. A little bit of aliens vibe to this. Uh, a little bit. So with the, unit. yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> We're just going to mm-hmm. grab it by the throat. <laughs> Ripley, get the load lifter. Get away from her. You. Um, Trace has no choice, but to release the forks, but Ahsoka says they can't let the droid get away. And uh, Trace is already on the canopy uh, telling Ahsoka, take the controls before she leaps onto the droids back. She tries to reach the shutoff button, but it's too far away. Meanwhile, the droid continuing to scale the building, uh, taking it and Trace higher and higher. As the droid climbs an outcropping, uh, Trace is actually able to clamber over its stomach. But when the droid lets its feet dangle, she loses her footing and then nearly falls. But then the droid manages to pull itself up onto a platform where a woman and a young boy are standing. The droid reaches out as if to snatch the boy. But before it can get a hold of him, Trace manages to reach out and shut, hit the shutoff button, and the droid powers down. It's a fast droid. Uh, yeah, for like time. a load lift for a load lifter. Yeah, they're pretty capable. Eh? That's the other thing rewatching this, like that I I didn't really focus on before, isn't that? And that's how capable the the Martez sisters are uh, yeah. to a certain degree. Like they're not NPCs. Like they're they're low-level playable characters you know yeah I mean? yeah like, they are fully fleshed they've got a backstory uh i i agree it's a great analogy you know the uh, uh you know we're uh we're a fifth level party and they're easily you know second or third level you know right. tag-alongs yeah yeah yeah, yeah. similar to uh the droid that goes nuts in the mandalorian oh yeah yeah, yeah, down yeah, yeah. The street right yeah 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 there's a certain level of uh, street smarts that go along with these two characters too, mostly because of the, you know, uh, they're one, one degree removed from being street urchins. I mean, they have, they have housing, but not much more than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've, they've had to be resourceful and learn. So, you know, who knows what kind of other like shenanigans that they've gotten into, but no doubt that Rafa has gotten them into some weird stuff yeah. uh, already. With a smile, Trace greets the boy, but then suddenly the droid, which is now without power, uh, loses its grip on the platform and it falls off backwards, taking Trace with it. Down on the level below, Ahsoka watches as Trace and the droid both fall, so she pivots the forklift speeder to catch them, 
but the velocity of the fall is enough that uh, the droid actually pulls the speeder towards the edge of the platform, forcing Ahsoka to leap off the driver's seat and uh, pull out the winch and affix it to a nearby wall. Now, the winch tightens and the uh, speeder, along with Trace and the droid, begin to rise, but the weight proves to be too much for the winch and uh, it burns out and begins to slip. With no other option, Ahsoka uses the force to pull the speeder back up. No one on the street, save for one small boy, even notices her do it. Then Ahsoka leaps up onto the speeder to look over the edge. She calls out to Trace, who uh, pulls herself up with a smile and says, See? Nothing to worry about. We had it all <laughs> under control. <laughs> the first time in this whole arc where like they're completely unaware of what she's done. Yeah. I found that interesting that the only one, like that little kid is just like, oh, I see what you're doing. When all the adults are like glued on the, uh, on the right place, right time. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Back in the shop, uh, Ahsoka and the Martez sisters look at the three droids that are standing there. Rafa angrily says she won't dismantle them because a deal is a deal. Ahsoka says that, uh, Rafa has no idea what the droids could be used for. And she calls them dangerous. Callously, Rafa tells her that isn't her problem. Ahsoka reminds her that just one of those droids tore apart an entire city sector. Rafa retorts without a restraining bolt before turning to her sister and angrily asking Trace if she put the bolts on all three of them like it was her fault. Yeah. <laughs> Trace says she did, but also asks, well, what if one of them comes off? Ahsoka doesn't understand why this is even a discussion. But Rafa points a finger in Ahsoka's face and reminds her that you're new here, suggesting that somehow Ahsoka doesn't understand how things work down here, which I suppose is true to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. yep. Then turning up the charm, she lays a hand on her sister's shoulder again and says, she'll do the right thing and says, meet me at the wharf. Clearly not impressed with her sister, Trace yell, uh, tells at her, just be smart before she walks away. Rafa folds her arms and stares coldly at Ahsoka, but Ahsoka doesn't even blink. Instead, she just turns and follows her new friend. Later on, Ahsoka and Trace uh, sit at a table at the wharf. By the way, this sequence, I absolutely love. Not even the sequence, but the establishing shot as they float in. You get a couple of speeders in the foreground, zoom by. It took me a, fa a, a few seconds to figure out what was going on here. It's literally like a giant cave. They, they've got uh, building skyscrapers coming up from the floor, mm -hmm. but then they've got more coming down from the ceiling, like stalagmites in a cave. And there is actual water there, like an actual, I don't know if the, it's a naturally occurring source of water or if it's a, a man-made thing, but it's a very mm -hmm. cool looking place. Yeah. It's almost like uh, what if you took Canto Bite and stuck it in a cave? Mm. All right, so uh, sitting at a table at the wharf, Ahsoka asks if uh, Trace ever gets a say with her sister. Trace says that Rafa is her older sister, and although she doesn't always get it right, um, she knows that she's trying to make things better for the both of them. Ahsoka asks her, but at what cost? Trace doesn't answer. Instead, she just stares blankly at the table. Just then, Rafa arrives. Trace asks if she told the guy about the droids. And Rafa tells her that she charged the Twi'lek double. Ahsoka stands up as she sneers. You gave them back? 
Rafa blows her off saying the droids weren't hers to keep in the first place. And if they didn't build them, then someone else would have. So if she had kept them, it would have been even more trouble for them. Trace is disappointed, but Rafa kneels down and says that she used the credits to pay off Pintu. She says that if she didn't give them back, the Twi'lek and his business partner would have kept coming after them. Then she reaches in her coat and she pulls out some credits fanning them in front of trace she says there was enough to buy some new tools and then questions that makes it worth it right shiny thing <laughs> taking the credits trace says i guess so rafa says stick with me and one day we'll have enough that pintu will be coming uh, coming to us for work getting up rafa glares at ahsoka before walking away and ahsoka tells trace that she better go finish working on her speeder Trace is surprised that she's not going to stick around, but Ahsoka says that she thinks it's for the best. And as she walks away, Trace calls out to thank Ahsoka for saving her. Then Trace gets up and offers to help her get her speeder up and running, and the two women leave the wharf together. And then, as with every episode in The Clone Wars, we get the rapid iris to the credits. If their character classes would be a uh, scoundrel and brash pilot. <laughs> I would agree with that. I would totally yeah. agree with that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that's our first one. Uh, three more to go. Uh, what do we think of this first one? It's a good establishing point. I was thinking the exact same thing. Uh, nice my, way to my establish. favorite, my favorite bit of this episode was the, the bike crash actually at the front, the front, the end. very visually that was of... so, so stunning. Reminiscent she of, runs uh, along the wall trying to make yeah, 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 yeah. It's reminiscent of Obi-Wan hanging on to the, the droid weaving through the upper traffic lanes. It's yeah. it's funny that you say that because and I'll I'll get into that in my episode too, but she reminds me more of Obi-Wan in these four episodes than she does of Anakin in yeah. all of the episodes. I would agree with that. Well, let's push on and let's get on to the next one then. Mm -hmm. uh, the next one, uh, this one is, uh, oh, this one, holy crap, I put these out of order. <laughs> Start with the quote. The quote from this episode is, mistakes are valuable, lessons often learned too late. All right, this one, it's uh, season seven, episode six. This is the 123rd episode chronologically. It's called Deal, No Deal. Not deal or no deal, deal, no deal. Yep. Our episode synopsis says a trace makes a rash decision after learning what they are transporting is for the Pike syndicate. Is this the first introduction to the Pikes in clone wars? Did we see them no. before this? Yeah. We Obi -Wan, see before this. Obi Wan and Anakin, uh, go to, uh, Obadiah drinks with them and stuff. There's, they, yeah. they have uh don't they? Or the, uh, not sifo but his, his, the chancellor's, right hand man who's eating the bugs oh, or whatever right uh um, oh Mas, Masa <laughs> no, no, no. um they have him captive uh he was with sifodius and their ship crashed and uh sifodius i guess they they claim he died but it was dooku impersonating oh, him oh this right, guy was right, like right. the representative of the chancellor and oh, he had okay. a beard and he was living in their prison and he was like, right, 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 right. Gollum and he was feeding the, yeah, did you yeah. bring, you bring food for the babies. And you remember that episode? Very, very, very vaguely. I, I would have to go back and rewatch it. Mm. I, I guess, do we see that? We do see some of the, uh, 
do we actually get to the pikes by the end of this one we do yeah um i don't want to get too far ahead but i do want to say like i am not one to uh to get on the bandwagon when people were like really complaining about the change of the look from animation to live action yeah but honestly i really did dig the animated pikes yeah, me too. better than the live action way there's, better there's two live action versions too because the the version that are in solo are different than the version that that we've seen in uh book yeah. of Boba Fett. yeah yeah all right well uh this episode opens up uh back at the martez sister shop where trace and ahsoka are working on uh trace's freighter trace notices how skilled ahsoka is and she asks what academy did you go to ahsoka says uh, it was the best and she calls it uh, the skywalker academy <laughs> of course trace has never heard of it or uh, any academy for that matter as there are no academies in the undercity she says even if there were, she could never afford to go to one. Trey says that she and Rafa inherited the hangar after their uh, parents split. And there's a hesitation in her voice like she's not telling the whole truth. Trace goes on to say that uh, the shop that Rafa owns, the, the laundry looking place, uh, was won uh, by gambling and she uses it uh, as a front for her schemes. If you were watching these episodes for the first time, there's like, is split like a euphemism for like split up or split as in left town or something else? I would say it's in the Beetlejuice sense. They're splitville. They're gone. They're afterlife kids. I think so. Interesting. There's another interesting thing too. They, they just sort of casually mentioned like what Academy you go to. I couldn't go to one. I couldn't afford yeah. it. Yeah. Is there no public education system in the Republic? That's a and, good question. And you know what I mean? Do you have to pay to play? What's um, interesting is like living in a big place, right? To to educate trillions upon trillions of citizens to a to a galactic living, living in a place like Canada where we do have a publicly funded education and we know that that's left to the provinces, would they leave education up to the individual planets? Planets. That you, right, probably right. Yeah. And then you you have the 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 shining center to the galaxy from from every other angle in the galaxy and 90 percent of the people are left uneducated and scrounging in the sewers yeah really i mean if the if the planet is uh, you know one giant mechanized machine ball of yeah of uh, stuff i mean there must be as many if not more people living below the surface than there are yeah, it's easy why it's easy to see why people you know lose faith in the republic and the system yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. There's well, even that, though. even that line about the where the air is clear. Yeah, you know, like it's a again talking about a euphemism. There's one for you. Yeah. The further mm -hmm. down you go, the worse it is. Yeah. We saw that in Andor with Cyril Karn, like the the metaphor as he was on that lift, as he yeah. went down and it got darker and darker. <laughs> yeah, really yeah. yeah. But maybe it's like uh, on with Grief Karga. You know, it's up to the high magistrate to establish yeah. schools and whatnot. Oh, maybe, maybe. But like you say, like, is there a, is there an education standard? I mean, is there a healthcare standard? Like we're now we're getting into the politics. Of things. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, you figure one Drogo's time you've really heard that met. Yeah, no, that's, you're absolutely right. Yeah. It's like, he's learning about galactic trade routes and, you know, other stuff, but yeah, yeah, yeah. They have him like the magistrate of that system, but you only ever see him being like basically the mayor of a town. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like. Well, how much? Well, I guess we haven't really been introduced to how many towns are actually on Navarro yet, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, there, there's a reference. Uh, it's it's sort of a it's a gentle ref uh, mention, but like 
they talk about the provinces on Naboo. Mm. Uh, you know, the lake country is not the same as Theed City. Like you yeah. presume mm. that it would just be like here on Earth. There are different countries on the planet, and within those countries, there are different regions. Like, yeah. however, that's broken down. Clearly, they've the Star Wars just presumes that every planet has a planetary government. Yeah, or a Most planet. Just single, single biomes. Yeah. <laughs> But again, like, what does that matter if you live in the most remote area and are so far removed from your government that they're doing it? Yeah, they do nothing for you. I mean, you just have the technology to be able to beam education to every corner. Yeah. You know? We came way off the rails there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you figure if everybody's got access to a screen, right? You know, you just tune in at 10 a.m. and it's time for homeschooling. Yeah, really. Well, Ahsoka asks uh, uh, Trace where she got the ship, and uh, Trace beams as she tells her that that was all me. Odd jobs and whatever she could get to make a few credits. And she's assembled it piece by piece, adding along with whatever Rafa chipped in. So presumably there is some, there is a sliver of something in there with Rafa that she has contributed to this thing. Well, whenever she brings her some credits, you know, here, use these for tools. Or parts yeah, or, you know. yeah, yeah. And uh, now she has herself a starship. Mm-hmm. Ahsoka calls it impressive, uh, but Trace says, no, no, impressive is coming up. Once the Silver Angel revs up its hyperdrive, Ahsoka kind of laughs at the name, and Trace says, yeah, why? Ahsoka says she's never heard a name like that before. Trace asks her if it's a bad name, and Ahsoka says, look, it's your ship. You call it whatever you want to. Jumping down from the platform, uh, Ahsoka says, why don't you name my bike while you're at it? And Trace says, oh, I did. And its name is Trash. Yeah, it's Trash. And <laughs> it is Trash. Trace asks Ahsoka where she'll go once it's finished. And she tells her that uh, she doesn't know because this is all new to her. Trace says, well, that's why you should stick around. Ahsoka figures she should be on her own for a while. Uh, but Trace calls it a bad idea, reminding her that she literally crashed on the landing platform and then questions, what if you'd crashed somewhere else? Trace uh, says it could have been an even bigger mess for her, but Ahsoka tells her that things couldn't be a bigger mess than they already are. So Trace, uh, uh, Trace says, well, stay a little longer and test the Silver Angel with me. With a sigh, Ahsoka agrees, as long as Rafa doesn't mind. And as if on cue, Rafa is in the doorway saying, as long as Rafa doesn't mind what? Trace says that uh, Ahsoka is going to stay on for a while. And uh, Rafa asks if she has any skills. And Ahsoka retorts, only useful ones. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the banter. I do appreciate the banter to a degree. Yeah. Then at one point, I just wanted to slap Rafa. Stop. Stop it. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> She's not here to hurt you. Rafa says that she hates to do this, but uh, she needs Trace to help her out with a job. She says that she hired a ship and a crew, but they have backed out. Now, Trace is incensed that her sister was going to leave without her and that she would even consider taking a job without using her as the pilot. And Rafa says, well, now I need you. But Trace is still angry, and she says only as a backup. Ahsoka asks her what the job is, but Rafa won't say until they're underway. Trace blurts out that uh, she hasn't agreed to do anything, but Rafa pleads with her sister, telling her she needs her. Trace, getting her digs in, says, you mean you need the best pilot around and the fastest ship you know? Rafa says yes to both before asking, who looks out for you? 
And as they walk up the boarding ramp to the Silver Angel, Rafa goes through their mantra again, how they can't rely on anyone, with Trace completing it by saying, so we rely on ourselves. But this time she adds in, and maybe Ahsoka, to which Mm -hmm. Rafa says, hmm, maybe. Then Trace beckons Ahsoka to follow them. Uh, She wants to get going and get the the engines warmed up. As Ahsoka heads up the boarding ramp, Rafa stares down at her accusingly. She says, you show up out of nowhere, and now you and my sister are inseparable. What are you after? Taken back, Ahsoka responds, excuse me? I'm like, oh, this is like schoolyard. Yeah. <laughs> it's two, two women. Well, she's threatened, right? Absolutely. Rafa, calling on her street smart, says, come on, everyone's got an angle. I don't mind, except when it involves Trace. So tell me, what are you after? Her mech bay? Her ship? Ahsoka says she doesn't have an angle unless maybe it's to keep both her and Trace out of trouble. Rafa asks if Ahsoka thought that she might be the trouble Trace needs to stay away from and then turns around to board the Silver Angel while Ahsoka shakes her head and sighs before following her on board. As the two women join Trace in the cockpit, uh, Trace excitedly welcomes them aboard the Silver Angel. Rafa snorts at the name and tells her sister, you should rethink that. Uh, And funny enough, Ahsoka says, that's what I said. (laughs) She didn't actually say that. Did you get the the feeling that she implied that she should rethink the name? (laughs) Maybe it's a small attempt to try and bond with Rafa. I don't know. I also thought that for a second, but I'm like, it sends a mixed message. Yeah. Um, Trace works uh, the controls and the ship comes to life. She carefully pulls the the Silver Angel out of the hangar and into the void column that leads to the surface, and she gently raises the ship's nose. As the ship clears the portal, Trace points it towards the open sky and pulls the Silver Angel into traffic. Getting up from her seat, Ahsoka asks, uh, where are you going? Uh, And she says that this is a military lane and you can't be in it. But Trace keeps going as she follows three Republic gunships towards a Venator-class Star Destroyer, Uh, floating high above the city. Well, the ship's comlink buzzes, and Ahsoka says, don't answer that, and uh, not to do anything that would make them look suspicious. But Trace rightfully asserts, we already look suspicious, as they crest the bow of the Venator. Both Rafa and Ahsoka tell Trace to pull up and fly higher. Trace tells him, stop telling me what to do, while the comlink continues to chime. Ignoring the warnings, Trace answers the hail, announcing... This is the Silver Angel. What can I do for you? <laughs> a familiar voice of what sounds like Admiral Yularen on the other end asks, have you lost your mind? And that uh, civilian transports are not authorized to be in this sector and he'll have her star pilot's license for this. Trace repeats, license? Do I need one of those? That Rafa pivots the uh, calm to her station as she, as she pleads how sorry they are and that it won't happen again. Um, thinking on the fly, she says, I'm just teaching my young sister how to fly. Snapping off the comm link, Ahsoka tells Trace, just get into the transport lane and fly. On board the bridge of the Star Destroyer, Anakin Skywalker watches the Silver Angel fly past before asking Admiral Yularen who was on that transport. The Admiral tells him it was a rookie pilot on their first maneuvers and that he was going to have them arrested. Then Anakin closes his eyes as he senses something while on board the Silver Angel, at the same moment, 
so does Ahsoka, who lifts her head as if she was paying attention to something unseen. Admiral Yularen asks the Jedi General if he should send a detachment, but Anakin tells him, no, it's nothing, and the Silver Angel climbs into orbit. Interesting little moment here that I sense something, a presence, mm. something mm -hmm. I have sensed in yeah. Luke and it Vader. Felt a lot, it, yeah, it felt a lot like Luke and Vader at the end yeah. of Empire. Yeah, yeah, I shouldn't have come on this Or mission. on uh, Return. Yeah, yeah. Vader's yeah, on yeah. I ship. shouldn't have come here. It's like, you can't be sure of that. I still found it very interesting that they that that connection was there. Mm -hmm. You know, this is the first time since her walking away from the order, presumably that he's been been in contact close or enough. close proximity to. Yeah, hmm. Hmm. makes you wonder: Did he actually know that it was her, or just I think so? There was I a think familiarity so. there, and knowing that she's trying to make her own way, right? Yeah, like let him go, let her do what she needs to. Yeah. She She's not doing that. I'm going to cut myself off from the force bullshit either. <laughs> no, no, she's not. No. Well, as the silver angel breaks orbit, Ahsoka mentions that uh, Rafa still hasn't told them where it is that they're going. So uh, leaning over Rafa whispers something in Trace's ear and Trace asks excitedly, really? How did you manage that? Satisfied with herself, Rafa punches some buttons on the center console as she says, this is what I was working towards before she says to Trace, take us out, Captain, and she leans back in her seat with her arms folded behind her head. With the coordinates laid in, Trace takes the ship to hyperspace. Zoomy, zoomy. Zoom, zoom. As the Silver Angel barrels through hyperspace, the ship shudders and shakes. Trace is absolutely elated, while Rafa and Ahsoka look around the cockpit, waiting for something to happen. Uh, Trace calls it exciting and that she's never been in hyperspace before. Soka says, what? What have you been mm -hmm. flying? Trace tells her, oh, speeders mostly, maintenance vehicles, eh, whatever I could get my hands on. Again, education <laughs> system. No. But again, does this not mirror sort of uh, the Luke Skywalker arc? You know, buzzing womp rats in my T-16. Like that was an air yeah. speeder. It's yeah. a very similar trajectory. <clears throat> Or Ray, the way Ray talks, but I've flown a, a bunch of these ships. I just sure. haven't flown this one. <laughs> just not this one. Right, right. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, looking over her shoulder, uh, Rafa says to Ahsoka, uh, see why I tried to hire a different pilot? She calls Trace as uh, flying more of a dream than a reality. Trace says, uh, what did you say? And uh, her sister blurts out, I said it flies like a dream. While Ahsoka adds, a bad one. <laughs> hmm. Trace looks over at the center console and realizes that uh, she left the air brakes on and uh, with a chuckle, she switches them off as she says, well, that could have been bad. And uh, coincidentally, once the air brakes are, are switched off, the silver angels stop shuddering. So how fast is it without the brakes? <laughs> I can already get to hyperspace it's, it's, with them It's on. still going light speed. I mean, <laughs> yeah. The difference between flaps at light speed has got to be negligible. <laughs> if there's drag in hyperspace, you've got a problem. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's like the Daffy Duck moment. Had the Philly thing in reverse. Oh, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> well, dropping out, of, uh, dropping out of hyperspace, it doesn't take long for Ahsoka to figure out that they are descending over the planet Castle. She recognizes it, the, uh, the beacon lanterns. Mm-hmm. And uh, when she asks, what are we doing here? Rafa tells them they're picking up some medicine. 
the ship pulls up to a large golden palace and uh, the women are met uh, by a Twi'lek, uh, Kinesh Locke. He is the major domo to uh, King Yaruba. He says that they've been expecting Rafa and that a banquet has been prepared to show the king's thanks for their services. At the banquet, Rafa asks, when are they going to see the king? Kinesh tells them that uh, he leaves matters like this to his discretion. But if they prove reliable, they may meet the king in the future. Rafa says they won't disappoint, while Trace jumps out of her seat and exclaims that she has one of the fastest ships around. Looking at Kanash, Ahsoka asks, what kind of medicine is it they're transporting? And he tells them plainly that they will deliver three containers of unrefined spice. And upon successful delivery, they will be awarded a full shipment along with a contract to run spice on a continual basis. Nothing like just laying it on the line. Yeah. You're doing this. <laughs> yeah. Medicine. <laughs> I guess you could call it medicine. Yeah. Feigning uh, confidence, Rafa tells Kanash, might as well get that contract ready while Trace cuts in because we've got the fastest ship around. <laughs> and then uh, Rafa does the, uh, he knows. <laughs> Excited, uh, Trace leans over to Ahsoka and whispers, we're working for a king. Ahsoka says that uh, many things can be made from spice and not all of them are good, which causes one of the nervous servants to drop a serving tray. Kaplang! Rafa glares at Ahsoka while Kanash waves his hands and says, I'm not sure what you mean. He then looks squarely at Ahsoka and says, in this time of war, our spice is refined into medicine that saves people across the galaxy. He says that the Yoruba family has always been a promoter of health and happiness across the stars. Health and happiness, as long as you're whacked out of your gourd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He then gets up from the table and he beckons Rafa to get the spice loaded onto their ship. It was a short banquet, by the way. I found it kind of weird that they leave their ship running for the whole banquet. Like, was it running the whole time? Yeah, like it's, it's not landed. It's just floating, oh, it's floating. with the ramp down. But we've seen that in other instances too, like with some of the Naboo craft that just kind of uh, float there. There was another one that did that too, that just floated on the, uh, what am I Off thinking? Off the gantry, yeah. That's mm. true. But again, all of the airspeeders and all the land speeders do the same thing. They just float on this cushion. Yeah, maybe they just throw the repulsor lifts on I and they guess. draw very little energy. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird ship of that size. It does seem kind of weird. Like that there's not like a full platform. No, no, not gonna not gonna argue with on that one. It does look weird. Uh sorry, where are we? Here we are. Uh outside the palace, Ahsoka warns Rafa how dangerous it is running spice. But Rafa thinks that because their ship is smaller and doesn't quite fit the bill for what spice pirates go sorry, spice pirates go after, they'll be okay. But Ahsoka presses her, saying that just by leaving Kessel, it won't be very hard to figure out what they were doing there in the first place. While Rafa says she knows a lot about, Rafa says that Ahsoka knows a lot about Kessel for a mechanic. That's there's almost like, isn't that the same thing? Uh, C3PO says to R2D2, you sure know a lot for a mechanic, mm. <laughs> or something very similar to him being. Yeah, a yeah, yeah. Ahsoka says, well, she's heard the stories. And then Rafa offers, well, then you better hope the pilot of the Silver Angel is as good as she says she is. Trace tries to go after Rafa, but Ahsoka holds her back. She says that she sees now why Rafa didn't originally hire her for the job, 
because it is dangerous. Trace thinks that it's just Ahsoka's nerves, but Ahsoka assures her, no, it's not. She calls running Spice no simple transport mission. Trace, still quite beholden to her sister, says that Rafa looks out for her, and even though she wasn't the first choice for this job, she wouldn't have asked her to do it if she didn't believe that she could. Ahsoka asks Trace, how many times has Rafa done a job like this? And Trace doesn't think that she ever has, which gives Ahsoka an opening. So she asks, then how can she know what we're up against? Now, defensive of her sister, Trace says, there's a first time for everything. And she heads up the boarding ramp. Ahsoka follows just a few steps behind. And then shortly afterwards, the ship takes off and it heads toward the mining zone which looks a whole lot more like what we saw in Solo mm -hmm. than where this mm -hmm. uh, lush green uh, palace is. Well, flying over an open pit mine, Trace remarks at how many droids there are working down there. and uh, But she's a little bit shocked when Ahsoka says, no, no, those aren't droids. Those are people. In the mine, hundreds of workers of all species work to shovel spice into baskets that are then hand-carried towards waiting shipping containers. As the Silver Angel sets down on the platform, Rafa says, must be local workers. But Ahsoka tells her, you mean the term is slaves? Rafa argues, well, they can't be. In an operation this large, the Republic wouldn't stand for it and shut the place down. I think Ahsoka says something like, well, you think they would. Mm -hmm. Terrible, the cloud that's down there, though. The oh the well the cloud of spice yeah. so not all these guys are working and they're also oh. like high as a kite all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Reminds me of the guy when they open up the in uh, Book of Boba Fett and the, in the yeah. guy's face. Yeah. <laughs> On the platform, uh, load lifter droids carry the crates of spice onto the Silver Angel. The foreman checks the manifest before handing it over to Rafa and telling them that they're cleared to depart. Trace tells Ahsoka that uh, they should make sure the bins are secured, uh, but before she can go, Rafa grabs her by the arm and tells her, look, I'm not sure I like her or not. Trace is disappointed because Rafa never likes any of her friends. Rafa says that Ahsoka isn't family, and uh, Trace says that she'll keep an eye on her. The two sisters board the ship, and the Silver Angel lifts off and pulls away from the mine. Back in hyperspace, the girls all sit around in the cockpit. Trace blurts out, next stop, Obadiah, to which Rafa answers, Obadiah indeed, and that uh, Marg Krim better have her money waiting. Ahsoka instantly recognizing the name, Marg Krim, the Pike crime boss? Rafa rhetorically asks, why am I not surprised you know about the Pikes? Then follows it up with, how do you know about the Pikes? <laughs> Soka says that uh, she knows you can't make a deal with them but Rafa says well I already have again Rafa asks Ahsoka how do you know so much and uh, Ahsoka tells her because she pays attention to the world around her like the fact that the Pikes are gangsters Trace asks what like Pintu back home and Ahsoka tells her it's worse than that galactically worse she says the Pikes will take her ship her life, they will take everything. Rafa, still defending her own actions, says that they needed the credits. While Ahsoka sighs and tells Trace, this is bad. Worried, Trace asks Rafa, what are they going to do to my ship? Rafa yells, nothing, before she says, see, this is why I didn't want you for this job. 
angrily. Trey says, I wouldn't bring that up right now if I were you. But then Ahsoka gets between them and suggests that they make the best of a bad situation and deliver the spice somewhere that can use it for actual medicine. While Rafa argues, well, that doesn't pay, and how she and Trace owe a lot of a lot of people money back on Coruscant, Trace sits down at her seat and quietly says to herself, no one is taking my ship. Ahsoka levels a finger at Rafa and says, no, you owe them, not her. Rafa tells Ahsoka that sisters take care of each other, and they can't pay off debt with her morality. <laughs> oh, oh, the high and mighty. Yep. <laughs> As they continue to argue, Trace repeats herself, this time a little bit louder. No one is taking my ship, as she looks over at the controls for the cargo bay. Ahsoka implores Rafa to think about the good that they could do if they delivered the spice to somewhere other than the pikes. But Rafa retorts, well, think of the good you could do by helping us finish this job. Sitting back up in her seat, Trace yells at them, I said no one is taking my ship, and then jettisons the cargo. Oh boy. Turning their attention to Trace, both Rafa and uh, uh, Ahsoka ask simultaneously, what did you do? Angrily, Trace tells them that she dumped the spice. And for the second time in as many seconds, Ahsoka and Rafa go off again. You did what? Trace calls it problem solved. The spice is gone. Neither of the girls get their way and she gets to keep her ship, adding, you're welcome. One of Ahsoka. those crates came out of light speed, ripped through a small moon, killing everyone. <laughs> Butterfly effect. What about the space whales? They're now high. There are so many purgles addicted to spice. <laughs> it's the butterfly effect of, of catastrophe. Seriously. Ahsoka holds her head in her hands while Rafa bewilderedly says, of all the choices you could make, that is literally the worst one. And for the first time, Ahsoka agrees with Rafa. Confused, Trace says, what? And Ahsoka tells her that the spice gave them options. Rafa leans in and says, now they have a deal to deliver spice to an intergalactic crime syndicate with no spice. Confused, Trace says she thought that delivering the spice to gangsters was a bad idea. Ahsoka tells her it is, but they still have to pay them somehow because now they owe the pikes. Trace retorts, then how is turning the spice into medicine going to solve anything? Ahsoka says, well, that was more of an ethical debate, and she hadn't quite figured that out yet. Rafa wags her finger at both of them as she calls them, oh, you're quite a pair. She says that uh, she can think of one way to pay off the pikes, and she's standing in it. Trace outright refuses as she will not give up her ship. But Rafa gets in her face and she, and she says that, well, you should have thought about before you dumped 30,000 credits worth of spice into space. Ahsoka gets between them again and tells them to stop. She says that uh, I hadn't figured out the pike problem yet. And when Trace retorts, oh, but you do now? Ahsoka sheepishly says, we'll find out. As the Silver Angel descends towards Obadiah, the girls talk about their plan. Ahsoka asks if she needs to go over it again, and Rafa says, nope, because no matter how many times you go over it, it won't work. Both Rafa and Trace agree that yeah, it's, a pretty it's a pretty bad plan. Uh, Ahsoka sarcastically apologizes, and then rhetorically asks if either of them have a better one. <laughs> 
when neither girl answers, Ahsoka says it sounds like her plan is the best one they have. Uh, Rafa says, well, it does nothing to address if it's actually going to work or not. But Ahsoka tells her, uh, don't worry, because she knows a trick or two that Rafa doesn't. When Rafa asks if she'd care to share, Ahsoka says, no, not yet at least. Arriving on Obadiah, the three women debark the Silver Angel as a contingent of pike guards marches out and surrounds them before Marg Krim approaches. He assumes they had no trouble transporting the spice from Castle, and uh, Rafa waves her hand out in front of her as she says, not at all, adding, uh, this is one of the smoothest jobs I've ever had. Marg Krim calls it good and says that had anything happened, it would have been very unfortunate for her. Krim motions to one of the guards carrying a credit case uh, to move forward. He says, here's your payment. But before Rafa can reach for the case, Marg Krim stops the guard and he says, let's look at that cargo. Rafa feigns being offended as she asks, you don't trust me? You hired me. But Krim tells her flat out that he doesn't trust anyone that isn't a pike. Standing a few feet behind Rafa, Ahsoka holds up her hand as she quietly says, you want to pay us our credits and send us on our way. Krim takes the credit case from the guard who looks confused. He hands it over to Rafa and says, here are your credits. Now go on your way. Taking the case, Rafa, Trace, and Ahsoka turn and walk back towards the ship. Rafa smiles as she says, I take it back. I'm loving this plan. As the women walk away, the guard that bore the credit case uh, tells Marg Krim that this is highly irregular. Then holding up a blaster, he says uh, he's going to make sure that everything is to their liking. And still under the influence of Ahsoka's Jedi mind trick, Krim simply says, sure. <laughs> Only one moment. That's interesting <laughs> that, that there's a lingering effect. Ahsoka is no longer focused on influencing him. It, that there's a like he's still sort of whatever yeah mm -hmm. he's very pliable probably from his uh high on spice all the time <laughs> maybe <laughs> i just want a taco <laughs> space taco at the top of the ramp trace says thanks for everything while rafa hits the controls uh, to move the crates up on uh move the crates off the ship trace tells ahsoka to fire up the ship but before they can close the ramp, the pike guard stops them and he says that he needs the code to unlock the bins. Rafa tries to fast talk her way past him by saying, I think we already transmitted that before throwing the lever to close the ramp. Now the pike taps on one of the crates a couple of times before he fires his blaster, destroying the lock. Then seeing the crate is actually empty, he demands to know where the spice is. And Rafa just says, well, the Kessel must have double-crossed you. And she calls it really unfortunate. The guard orders for uh, patrol ships to cut them off and to engage a tractor beam. Rafa bursts into the cockpit of the Silver Angel and yells at Trace, you better get us out of here now. Trace starts to throttle up just as a trio of Pike ships arrive in front of them. Confidently, Trace says, they won't be able to keep up. But before the ship can pull away, it's caught in a tractor beam and held fast. Rafa tells Ahsoka that uh, when she's interrogated, she's going to blame the entire thing on her. <laughs> and Trace says, well, between the three of us, there's plenty of blame to go around. And for the second time in this arc, we iris whoo, to black and arc. Yep. 
Yeah. What did we think of uh, part two? Um, ideologically butting heads. Uh, a testing. lot. Yeah. Long really long establishing long. that there's a uh, uh, there's an indignancy uh, towards you know uh, the the whole idea of morality that yeah. it's it's all shades of gray for uh, these two girls. Yeah. Again, uh, by the end of this episode, I was really not liking Rafa. <laughs> Yeah. She's quite the narcissist. <laughs> yeah, really. I can do whatever I want. And Trace, you should do what I want to. Yeah. You do what I say because I know what's best for you. There's this whole, but there is sort of, a, there's another side to that. It is, I am the older sister. And although my methods may be like crazy and completely effed up, there's some part of her that thinks that she is doing the right thing. Yeah. It's that whole villains don't think they're the villains. Well, she yeah. says, this is why I didn't want to hire you in the first place. Yeah, I tried to protect you from this. By keeping her out of it. Right. But, but this is a morality play, too. Is stealing bread course. to feed your family still stealing? Yeah, yeah. It's almost, yeah, it's a very uh, Robin uh, Robin Hood thing, isn't it? Yeah. All right, let's keep this, uh, let's keep this train running. We got uh, Andy, you're up next. We're going to take on uh, part three. Mm. Uh, yeah, man. So uh, as we go on here. <laughs> there we go so the quote this one who you were does not have to define who you are i like this quote i yeah. think of all of them i like this one the most yeah this is like a definite like i want to say a moment like she's been where she's been yeah but she's not going to let it control where she's going. This is the Rocky Balboa, uh, you know, if I can change, then you can change and we can change. Yeah. <laughs> we all can change. <laughs> Get up, you son of a <laughs> Mickey loves you. So uh, Clone Wars season seven, episode seven, uh, dangerous debt. And chronologically, this is number 124. Uh, originally aired April 3rd, 2020. And the synopsis read, imprisoned by the Pikes, Ahsoka and the Martez sisters make a daring attempt to escape the Pike stronghold and reach Trace's ship. Dun, dun, dun. So we open the episode on uh, Ahsoka and the Martez sisters locked up after their attempt to fool the Pikes backfired. And Ahsoka puts the blame on their current predicament squarely on Rafa. As Ahsoka won't let her profit off the misery of others that, you know, delivering the spice would have caused through the pikes rafa cites that uh, based on her high morals they have a regular jedi at ahsoka and thinking this might be the time to tell him about her past she yeah. posits well, what if i were but soon she finds out that a prison break a few years before resulted in the death of their parents and the jedi were little to no help to them in the aftermath leaving them parentless homeless and alone it was a nice way for her to dip her toe in the water but that water is really hot yeah <laughs> now is not the time but uh, Rafa then tells her that they've been surviving fine up until Ahsoka came along and at this revelation Ahsoka decides it's not time to divulge her past knowing it would cause her to lose what little trust she currently has for yeah. Rafa yeah, yeah. and apologizes to both soon the pikes come for Rafa and without even thinking Ahsoka puts herself between Rafa and the pikes. I guards. noticed that too she like, automatically yeah like first time this episode and she keeps doing it. And that's mm -hmm. like, it's not lost on me. That's a fighting stance. Yeah. You know, she's ready to go. Yeah. She's like not going to let them be hurt, but it does tie in nicely with 
with a line from Trace at the end, like when they do find out who she is. Yeah. Whether you are yeah. or not, you still act like. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But when the Pikes indicate that uh, they want Rafa, Ahsoka smacks their baton away and defiantly tells them they're not touching her. But she gets stunned for her stance and they take Rafa anyway. And they take her to a chamber to torture information out of her, but with little success. This this really starts a, a whole, for most of this episode and a portion of the next episode, like where you know that Ahsoka is holding back. Yes. How hard is it for her to hold back when all this stuff is going on, when people are, are literally getting beaten? Mm-hmm. Back in the cell, Trace tells Ahsoka that Rafa wasn't lying. It really just has been them trying to survive all this time until she showed up. So Ahsoka, she questions why Trace helped her in the first place. But Trace reveals that it's something her mother would have done. And she always believed in helping others. And the life that Trace currently lives isn't how she was raised. It's just the way it is. But just then Rafa's return to the cell, only to have them take Trace in her place. And again... Ahsoka tries to intervene, but gets stunned again for her troubles. And Trace cries out for Ahsoka to make sure Rafa is okay. So, you know, Ahsoka's trying to protect them both, but the sisterly thing is still, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I disagree with her, but, you know, is she okay? It's that, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a similarity here between Trace and Ahsoka, whereas Ahsoka prior to the trial, we talked about blind faith. Yeah. that she had blind faith in the order and trace has this like blind faith in her sister. Yes, very yeah. much so. But unbeknownst to Ahsoka, uh, trace ends up faking passing out and manages to escape the torture room. And with the guards, she sprints away. And with them going down the hallway, Ahsoka seizes the opportunity to use the force to open the door because Rafa's knocked out at this point. And uh, she wakes her up and tells her it's time to go. And Rafa questions how the door got opened. But again, Ahsoka skirts the issue telling it was a power outage. Power surge? Yeah. So we got to go. And they take off in search of Trace. Meanwhile, Trace is making an escape of her own. And a fun little side note here. Uh, we have our two <laughs> regulars from Sid's place. Hey, I noticed yep. them too. Uh, awesome. Bolo and catch. Bolo and catch. Yeah, they're spotted in one of the cells as Trace dashes. So past. now we have to we have to like ask the question: Is it them? Yes, it is. It's for sure them. I am a hundred percent sure it's them. Okay, and I'll yeah. show you why in a second. All right, I'm I'm totally excited to hear this. Yeah. But uh, Trace runs smack dab into a pike guard, right. and uh, while struggling, she triggers the cell door, allowing Bolo and Catch out to help her subdue the guard and just as more arrive. And then of course, Bolo and catch, they engage the guards while trace slips away. And uh, later rounding a corner, the three ladies run into each other and trace and Rafa start to argue about who was going to save who, <laughs> but with more guards approaching, Ahsoka pulls them and says, you know, come on, we got to go. Tie the one, yeah. The one is a tiebreaker this yeah, way. <laughs> we're going this way. <laughs> So they make their way outside the facility, but are quickly pinned down in a firefight. But a well-placed shot from Trace blows up some cargo on the platform, buying them a little bit of time to get further away. Trace knocks down one crate to block the pursuers, but with Rafa and Trace's back turned, Ahsoka uses force to knock down a whole bunch more crates. Again, nobody looking. Yeah, nobody's watching. She's doing it. They make their way down the causeway, but the bridge starts to retract and Rafa actually makes it across, leaving Ahsoka and Trace on the wrong side. 
Trace moves to jump anyway, and uh, it forces Ahsoka to force push her to the other side to safety. But uh, Rafa is quick to tell Ahsoka, if you can't make it, we'll be back for her. She's not going to make it. Yeah, under her breath, <laughs> she'll never make it. But as the two sisters bicker, Ahsoka force jumps across. And uh, looking back, they believe Ahsoka has fallen to her death. Ahsoka! And they're, like, oh, <laughs> and they're surprised when Ahsoka be- appears behind them. She's like, I'm here. And Trace is like, how did you do that? <laughs> and again, skirting the issue, she says, well, I'm more athletic than I look. But Rafa, yeah, she's like, no, there. there's no way here. More athletic. Yeah. And Rafa is totally not satisfied with the answer, but they must continue on. Spotting uh, a way out, they make their way towards a gate, and Rafa moves to take out a guard, but gets knocked off the rising platform. And Trace and Ahsoka both grab hold of her, and their combined efforts finally eliminate this guard in the most gruesome way possible. I was like, wow, that I was waiting for parts to f- fall out. Yeah but we don't ever see it. No. Finally, they get a moment to breathe, and uh, Rafa notes that the situation and how crazy it is. But Ahsoka points out, well, this is what happens when you get into business with criminals. And, uh, you know, after a couple more minutes of back and forth, they set a plan for Ahsoka to disable the gate while Rafa and Trace distract the guards. And Ahsoka's like, well, I guess that means you assume dis- or, uh, disarming the gate is the easy part. The hardest part. The hardest part. That to me is like that's Ahsoka presuming that Rafa was setting her up to get captured or something. Yeah, or worse. Yeah. But Ahsoka easily makes her way to the watchtower and uh, begins this wonderful fight sequence. And it's so fast, but she's all over them, like just knocking them down left and right. And meanwhile, Rafa sneaks up on one guard and struggles with him until Trace shows up and finally takes him out from behind. But at that point, Rafa and Trace are pinned down in a firefight. And Ahsoka sees this from the tower. She unlocks the gate and says, oh, they're in trouble again. Then from the shadows, Ahsoka uses the force to give Rafa and Trace an assist, force pushing pikes into the line of fire. I have to say, I love that. Yeah. I love that maneuver. Why did did, more Jedi should have done that? Yeah. (laughs) They're hiding behind that wall. Not anymore. (laughs) Yeah. But Rafa, she's like, oh, great shot, you know? Yeah, not knowing Ahsoka is literally setting them up for them. But with the latest threat dealt with, uh, the three rush through the gate into the city. And then as they make their way through, uh, Trace spots her ship and dashes forward in the distance. And Ahsoka points out that Rafa seems cut out for this kind of lifestyle, but Trace not so much. Right. Mm. And Rafa responds that Trace can say no whenever she wants. But Ahsoka points out, Trace would never say no to her sister. Yeah. And it's at this point we can see in the background, Ketch and Bolo are sprinting away. <laughs> Meaning for certain they did get out of the facility on, you know. Beat feet. <laughs> yeah. And since the focus is on these three, safe I mean, to assume. That, you know, I wonder, you know, this is the first time. I mean, if you had, if you had not put that together for me, I would have been oblivious for the rest of days. Because yeah, I was looking at him like, no, those aren't the regulars, are they? I just assume yeah, like I want to watch Clone Wars now and see how many. <laughs> how many every time we see, uh, every time we see an Aqualish, like the reuse of the those animation assets, yeah. and of course we do see that Aqualish again in this arc. We see him a couple of times. Yeah. I just I didn't put two and two together, but to see those two together the way that they are contextually, yeah, like partnering up, yeah, and then hanging out at Sid's place, it, it's a nice connection. Yeah. 
as they continue the debate, Rafa asks, what's in it for Ahsoka? But then Nagotal approaches, begging them for credits. And, you know, Ahsoka, you can see, like, there's concern on her face. Like, does this guy really need credits? Sure, yeah. But Rafa, she just, you know, shoes him away. Like, get out of here. We don't have time for you. It's because he didn't have a cloak for Ahsoka to take. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Rafa. Smells boozy. I'm a homeless goat man. <laughs> have my coat. But Rafa again asks, and Ahsoka tells her that in her life, if someone needs help, you help them. And Rafa cites she knew someone who used to talk like that. And Ahsoka relays that Trace told her about their mother. And uh, Rafa and Ahsoka, they kind of share a moment and they kind of connect a little bit here. But uh, well, I mean, now that the now that the truth is out there, some of that exterior kind of cracks a little bit for yeah, Rafa. Yeah. But without them knowing, uh, the begging Gotal has run into a group of Pike guards with a hollow projection of the three ladies, and he's more than willing to sell them out for some credits. And in quick order, he quickly points them out. And again, Ahsoka puts herself in front of the sisters. You could buy him another bottle. That's right. But the group flee, and uh, as they flee from the guards, they pass a cloaked Mandalorian, and they leap aboard a passing speeder but the pike's fire causing the engine to explode and it throws trace and Rafa from the craft. Totally forgot that the setup was here for the next arc with mm. uh, this character showing up. Yeah. Well, this and two others in a moment, but yeah. Ahsoka manages to slip away, but the sisters are taken back into custody and all the while three Mandalorians watch from a rooftop and uh, Rafa and trace they're bought before a hologram of uh, Mark Krill who threatens to torture the info he needs out of Ahsoka as soon as she's found. But she's already there watching from above, and she drops into the shadows and dispatches a guard as, again, she tries to rescue the sisters. Just as uh, the Grand Pike gives the order to execute the sisters, Ahsoka arrives at a guard hovercraft, knocking down many pikes, and Trace jumps aboard, but another guard grabs Rafa from behind. A firefight ensues with Ahsoka having the upper hand, and they end up picking up Rafa and make for the gate. But when the gate opens, pike reinforcements are already waiting for them, and they blast the hovercraft, causing it to skid to a stop. Outgunned and out of options, the three surrender, and they're led back into the cell block where Rafa makes a last-ditch play and offers to do one more job in return for their freedom. But Krill scoffs at them, seeing that, you know, you couldn't finish the first job. Why would I hire you again? Yeah. yeah. And Trace yeah. mocks the pike, saying, what are you going to do? Just torture us some more? And he responds, until I get my spice. Finally, Rafa, defeated, admits she shouldn't have taken the job. And uh, Ahsoka and Trace exchange a glance, and Ahsoka steps forward to comfort her, telling her, you know, we live and we learn. But Trace, losing hope at this point, questions for how long. Yeah. And again, we iris to black. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, did anybody remember? I did not remember that. Um, that, that uh, Bo-Katan, Bo- Bo-Katan is in this episode. I totally forgot. <laughs> totally forgot. She's undisclosed as Bo-Katan. It's pretty evident. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Now uh, we know, but it's, it's fairly evident. The uh, blue and white night owl helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a cloaked Mandalorian in the garb of the night owls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow. Well, that's, you, uh, you, sorry. Go ahead. Hank. 
Oh, I was going to say, will you chat at our lovely, uh, our lovely uh, guests while I run and grab a glass of water from? Uh, of course, morning? yeah, we'll uh, we'll hold the fort down while you're gone. Right. Two uh, seconds. Sure, sure. Oh, or maybe more. Oh, okay, totally okay. There we go. Uh, let's check. Well, yeah, here. that uh, that episode is more like we're trying. We're still not gelling quite yet. Yeah, there's uh, the two side. The two ends of the spectrum are still button heads. There's a friction there, and I don't yeah. know how else to say that uh, other than there is a friction between uh, again. And Rafa says that you know we can't pay uh, anybody with your morality. Yeah, and there is a, a morality thing going on here. Yeah, um, you know, and Trace isn't as as blindly faithful as she is. She still knows that there's something not right. Yeah, you know, like, like we're not. This isn't totally above board. I think when she says, you know, you know, it's something my mother would have done. It's like, oh, okay. So you both know better, but only one of you has sort of held on to that, yeah. where the other one is kind of given way to whatever you have to do to survive. I guess. And I mean, I can't really speak to, you know, what somebody would do. I've never been in that situation. I've never had to like fend for myself on the streets, barely, you know, like near homelessness. Yeah. I've never been there. So it's interesting, like it, like thematically, it's something that Star Wars. Uh, we saw a little bit of that in Solo with the with Han Solo, <laughs> with Han Solo in the Solo movie. Um, not homeless, but like but, being pressed into yeah, a, a into child a, gang, yeah, servitude, right? Um, lack of a better term. But this is like the first time we've really dealt with like this kind of uh, situation where people yeah. are you know without a support network of any kind. Yeah, and and it asks the question, how many people on the lower levels of course yeah. are stuck in the same boat? And you, you think, you know, they say they're on level 13, 13. So, I mean, if that's, you know, uh numerical, that's a, a 1300 levels below the ground. Yeah. Like, and it only gets worse the lower you go. Yeah. What, how far, how, how far down does it go? There's how a number. Uh, there's a number for how many, I can't many remember levels? what it's in. Yeah, it's like five thousand something. What is it in? Oh, I don't know. It's in like, it's in something canon. One of the TV shows. I think it's Andor. Oh, sure, sure. Hmm. Uh, just real quick. Yeah, of course. How many levels? On... Well, there's at least one mountain peak. <laughs> yeah, really. Five thousand levels. Five thousand levels. What's interesting though is like what constitutes a level because when she says go to the wharf, you've got you've got two sets of like skyscrapers in the same space. Mm. I mean, if, if we're talking skyscraper, what what's what qualifies as a skyscraper? Is there a minimum yeah, story? Really. Is there a minimum 5, story? Five thousand one hundred and twenty-seven to be precise. Oh wow! I mean, if you got a hundred-story building. Low wikipedia link to you guys and you've you've got a row of those on the bottom and a row of those on top like there's i bet you there's not not any real consistency between the uh if you were to cross section coruscant there would not be a symmetry to the to the, the amount the, of layers yeah. everywhere no, no, yeah, of course yeah. probably not like a row of one-story buildings like we, right, we see right. in the underground that there's there appear, we appear to be like touching streets, but... spaces in some places yeah. like yeah. i was saying the wharf thing right yeah, and other places where you know, crawl space. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. the Ugnats live. We <laughs> exactly. switch over here. Yeah, of course. The, uh, uh, let me, the, let me uh, toss this back up for you. There you go. 
Oh, there there you go. go. You can click over. Mine aren't as fancy as your guys. <laughs> That's okay. I was pressed for time, so I was just trying to like create, create, create. <laughs> uh, so uh, we're at the final episode of the Martez Sisters uh, arc. So season seven, episode eight, it's like 125. Yeah. In the in the in the chronology. Chronology. Not many left. You know, this is <laughs> this is like uh, one arc left. Uh, yeah. Yeah, for the whole shooting it's match. Super better, bittersweet, really, realistically, heading towards that. Knowing, you know, we, what we were anticipating before, but now knowing, you know, in hindsight. Yeah. Uh, you can change who you are, but you cannot run from yourself. It's super, super poignant to this episode. Uh, Ahsoka is uh, trying to be a different person, but she just, you know, keeps on being that. Um, that that Jedi that she is, whether she likes it or not, it's even a line in, in the in the episode. That's that uh, one I, at the beginning when I said the the once and future Jedi riffing mm-hmm. on the once and future King. It's a it's the same kind of like I was a Jedi before, I will be again. Mm-hmm. I, maybe I never stopped being. I don't know. Just not yeah. the type that was being forced. Yeah, Disney yeah, yeah. Disney Plus's synopsis is Ahsoka bargains for the sisters' freedom and makes a startling discovery, which is the kickoff point to our final arc. Stuck in a ray shielded cell, prisoners of the Pike Syndicate, Ahsoka contemplates escape while Rafa and Trace bicker yet again over how they got here to begin with. Rafa is mostly concerned that Ahsoka will abandon Trace and reminds her that she's the one who's always been there for her. It's a it's a running gag at this point. Uh, interrupting ahsoka uh, who's always getting in the middle of them you know you don't really uh you watch it but when you examine your own episode and then you watch you guys break down yours you realize yeah. how many times we do the same thing they get in between ahsoka them gets, yeah. <laughs> and then stands in front of them to protect them interrupting ahsoka thinks she has a plan but it's best if the sisters don't know that's another running theme i have a plan i'm not going to tell you what it is trust <laughs> me. yeah really uh uh, uh, she needs them to trust her now if her plan is to succeed. And when they are brought before the Pike leader, Marg Krim, he asks if they're ready to choose death or spice. He's he's really, um, maybe he's high all the time. He's super laid back for a crime boss. Like yeah. Jabba wouldn't let yeah, any yeah. of this stuff fly. Children, basically children. I, I don't know how old Rafa is. But I, we know. I think Rafa is obviously the older one. Yeah, right. right. And I probably like 20, 20 five maybe like maybe i pegged uh trace and ahsoka as roughly the same age so did i absolutely so like and teenagers so he's about to let teenagers basically go and 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 hopefully he doesn't get screwed over by them well look at this is this is the same thing we were when you got up to go and get your uh to go and get your drink i was saying to andy we'd seen similar things in the solo film and it's like the same arrangement that uh what's her name had with all the kids with solo and all the kids they're working for yeah, her yeah, yeah the so there is lady a worm. yeah yeah lady proxima lady proxima proxima yeah uh ahsoka steps forward telling the place she wants to cut a deal alone trace is dumbstruck but when ahsoka tells the crime boss trust me rafa quickly figures out that this is part of the plan uh ahsoka continues that the sisters hid the spice off world and she doesn't know where but she'll but if you send them to get it and they don't return in one rotation, she threatens to tell the Pikes for the whereabouts of their family to motivate them to return. The sisters play along with the plan, Rafa calling the former Padawan a snake. 
Krim wants to know what Ahsoka will get out of all of this, and she tells him that she wants her original cut, making her seem like a great greedy smuggler, something that Pike must understand because he agrees to the new deal. Once the room is cleared of all but the spice runner and uh, a few henchmen, he reveals he believes it to be a ruse, but he needs the spice back at any cost. His life, in fact, all their lives depend on it because he knows. He always knows. Yeah, he I love knows. that line. He, he knows. knows. Yeah. He always knows just the way he delivers it. I didn't put it together at first. I just went like, oh, you're just a lower level boss within the organization, which is true. There's always, but I didn't fish. know how far, how like high, how, how top uh, we were talking here. Yeah. Right. Like we're here. The Martez sisters are rough are roughly escorted back to their ship, shoved by the Pike guards and warned to return with the spice quickly. And as they debark, three cloaked figures with familiar helmets look in from the shadows. Having not scanned the Jedi headed to the ship, our old friend Bo Katan Kreese wonders of Ahsoka, What are you up to? So we get her voice finally, and we know unequivocally that that's yeah. uh, Bo Katan. Uh, I got super excited uh, when I I hadn't remembered uh like, I, I mean, I when I saw the last episode, I watched all four in succession, but I hadn't remembered, like you, that they were a part of this. I didn't and, at all. An integral part at the end of this. Uh, and I think what you had said in the chat when we were talking was that the, the power of the next four episodes, like, <laughs> eclipsed so yeah. much. Yep. That, uh, that happened. I was so far, I had so far forgotten that when I saw three Mandalorians and I heard Bo, I'm like, are the other two like Casca and the other guy? Like, is it well, there's a huge Easter egg that's not apparent. Um, she has a, one of them has a speaking line in this episode, but there's a huge Easter egg that I saved for the very end because sure. it's not apparent until you read the credits. Okay, which not everybody would do. You know, we we're weird. Is it a voice thing? Uh, it is a voice thing. Okay, yeah. because I but think it, I know it, where you're going. I think I heard it. Yeah, cool, very cool. That'd be yeah. great if you picked it up. Yeah. Uh, where are we here? Uh, oh, that was a quick slide. Yeah. Um, Ahsoka hatches her plan. Using the force to deactivate the controls to her cell door, she slinks stealthily into the hallway, avoiding the guards. At an undisclosed port, Trace and Rafa refuel and discuss the next step. Rafa can't understand what Ahsoka was thinking, knowing that her sisters have no family. Or, sorry, Tr Trace can't understand what Ahsoka was thinking, knowing that the sisters have no family. But Rafa understands exactly what the young Jedi was up to. She tells Trace that giving herself up with a real leverage to free the sisters is rare, but she can't let Ahsoka escape uh, on her own, believing that would be held over her head. She's such a narcissist that she's going to put her life and her sister's life in jeopardy yeah. just so she can have something over say, a stranger. Yeah, yeah really. Like, you know, and this Ahsoka's plan is for them to never return. That's yeah. why she broke out immediately on her own. Like yep. now she's on her own. She doesn't even think they're part of sort of the equation anymore. Um, she kept them safe as long as she could, and she got them out of the situation. Now onto her sort of thing, right? Yeah. That's that's the way I sort of interpreted it. Again, protecting others when they need help. Yeah, yeah. I mean, literally uh, placing herself in front. Well, right, constantly, escape, right, constantly. Back at the Pike facility, Ahsoka slips in and out of the darkness, reminding me of classic Obi Wan stealth. Uh, happening upon a crate of thermal detonators, figuring since she's there, she might as well do some good, placing a bandolier of charges across her shoulders. 
arriving at an undetermined Pike Spice facility, the Ra uh, <laughs> the Rafa, uh, <laughs> the Rafa lays out the simple plan. It's like I wrote Steal your notes for you. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> Voice to text is awesome. That's awesome. Um, it is awesome. There's some crazy stuff sometimes. I, I usually catch most of it when I do a little rewrite by hand, but uh, sometimes it gets through the editing process. <laughs> Arriving at an undetermined Pike Spice facility, the Rafa lays out the simple plan. Steal another spice shipment and return it in trade for their, compa for their compatriot. Rafa radios the tower, and even though there's no record of a transaction, they're granted permission to land. Sure, they keep getting wonderful strokes of luck realistically yeah. Yeah, yeah and lauren was saying you know it's funny how because lauren is like does every single being in the galaxy have midi chlorines we had this discussion i know i might be going off on a little no no here. it's totally worth having the discussion like, maybe maybe everybody's got a couple but i think it's your your the sheer amount that gives you the ability yeah. to 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 uh, commune with them which is what i think Qui-Gon describes it like if but is it the will of the force that because will ahsoka ahsoka gets captured again yeah. So is it is it, and it was really cool that Lauren and I had this discussion. Is it the will of the force sometimes that influences just regular people to follow a path that sort of brings about uh, beneficial circumstances mm -hmm. for the bigger players in the galaxy? I think the short answer is yes. And yeah. We we could we could like theorize all we want, but I think yes. I mean, we go back, and I'll keep it brief. I won't. I'd love to dip into some of the role-playing stuff mm -hmm. that sort of supports this, but I'll, I'll go back to yeah. a new hope and I'll just go back to the line from Obi-Wan. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Right. You know, it's the same. We're talking about the same thing. We're just talking about it in a different way. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, at the dock, at the dock, load lifter droids carry, there's more of those load lifter droids, by the way, at the dock, load lifter droids carry crates to and fro while a group of, uh, Toong? Yeah, the Toongs, the giant the stretched face guys. Yeah, in hard hats, list on data pads. Toongs, of course, first appearing in the Phantom Menace pod race at Mos right. Espo by way of competitor Ben Quadraneros. <laughs> um, a consummate scoundrel, Rafa breaks right into fast-talking the attendant, not believing they've never done a special request pickup. Uh, record or not, she's been given directlings from the top, and she doesn't want any dock worker to get in trouble, and sends him off to find his manager while she loads up. The remaining tongue bumble around like pit droids and scramble off to begin to load her ship. It looks as if the ploy has worked. Like the highly skilled Jedi she is, Ahsoka moves through the facility planting detonators in strategic positions. Paused beneath a raised catwalk, Ahsoka spots the uh, the head pike and several cronies gathered around a full-size hollow communication of a lone shrouded figure. Marg Krim is assuring the figure that the delay will not change things. Ahsoka listens in. Ahsoka's eyes grow wide in recognition of the shrouded figure's voice. You are but one small piece moving in this mechanism which I have designed. And yet when you falter, it jeopardizes everything. Maul. Krim has excuses. The Republic is cracking down on their on our operation, having just raided a shipment bound for Coruscant. Maul wants to know if there were Jedi involved, and when the Pike says no one returned, the former Sith apprentice knows the answer is yes. Suddenly, 
Ahsoka darts away for better cover, realizing Maul has sensed her presence in the Force. He even turns. <laughs> it's weird. He's a hologram. But he yeah, turns he turns and, turns and walks. Him. Takes a couple there's steps. Some, there's, but there's super high tech going on here. Like, we've talked about that before, though. Like, how far reaching is the Force? Like, we don't know where in the galaxy he. Well, actually, we we do. We, we do. Yeah, they're not close. <laughs> no, they are not close. They are several no. star systems. Uh, if not regions of space away from each so other. It, and yet, and it begs the difference is like, if you can see it, like, you know, like a teleportation yes, skill or yes. you can see it. Does that increase your like connection to it? Yeah. You know, are you yeah, able yeah. to, you know, are well, you able to put yourself in that position? Kind of like we, we postured last episode. Like when we assume whoever's doing it is a powerful Sith Lord is choking through a hollow bottom. Right. Right. In, in, uh, yeah, in What's the, face in the trial, uh, in um, uh, 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 Lita Tormund's yeah. cell, yeah. yeah, right, right. So, just and same, like in, it's a uh, similar uh, conundrum like, powerful force user, uh, you know, has it can it, it is, is far reaching with their uh, ability, yeah. And didn't uh, Vader do it in Empire as well? I mean, he chokes yeah, a guy out from another shit, yeah, through a video, yeah, through a video, yeah, says you're you're or maybe it's line of sight. Maybe it's line maybe, of sight. Maybe whether line of sight is artificial or not. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Interesting. It's an interesting thought. Uh, it is more uh, spiritual, right? Yeah. Yeah. Still within earshot, Ahsoka hears Maul threaten the Pikes with handing over their operation to Crimson Dawn. Maul ends communication, and the Pikes are left knowing that playing members of a collective against one another is an efficient way to deal with their kind of business. Just then a guard appears in the doorway with news that the prisoner has escaped. You think when these, ep these episodes were, con were conceived that these were conceived for uh season six, right? And so like, like time-wise in the real world, would these like, cause this, this episode particularly, uh, and I keep saying it, there's solo vibes here. Mm -hmm. Did this oh, yeah. line up with, would this have lined up with the release of solo? Had we've gotten that sixth full sixth season? I wonder. Maybe I don't remember hmm. what year solo came out to be honest. It was, Oh my gosh. It was, uh, after 17, 17 maybe. Yeah. 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 It was the second star Wars story movie. Right. Yeah. Right. So Rogue yeah. one being 2015, right? Yeah. And I mean, uh, yeah. the, it came out right on the heels of, of, uh, like it was less than six months after last Jedi. That's and right. I think yeah. that, that tainted it more than anything. People carried perceptions of their feelings about that. Particular oh, yeah. Yeah. With yeah. them forward. Absolutely. And I think, yeah, I think that's I just really think the storyline, like, you know, like, the way that they've done with, and this, not just the marketing thing, but they did do it with the Mandalorian. They tied it into the, 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 the sequel trilogy, yeah. uh, mm. having Grogo use force healing for the first time on screen. Uh, I kind of wonder, like these scripts were written at a time when they might have had the had the clone wars continued organically these episodes may have, have come out up. with solo and supported solo and we would have oh maul's still around okay yeah. anyway I mean, that was just entirely a, it's entirely possible yeah uh, waiting for the coast to be clear ahsoka continues to plant detonators in key locations pausing to plant one beneath one of the main command consoles, she realizes she can access the transmission logs to triangulate the location of Maul. Uh, and 
Well, I don't even know what that that is. And it's there installed outside the outer rim. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but uh, I did. I did. That's some outer rim basic. Oh yeah. Like okay. Here, okay. I only uh, I I grabbed two screenshots, but there's four separate uh, screens, and they say, and for once. So this is the other the level of attention compared to what we've been seeing is that these all perfectly spell. There's no spelling mistakes. Oh wow. Every character is a you know. So it's, it's pretty great. Yeah. Last signal trace initiated. Decryption in progress. Stand by. Tracking signal origin. Stand by. Oh wow. System signal origin detected. Source of transmission. Mandalorian home system confirmed. Signal origin lock. Lock. Yeah. yeah. So cool. I mean, yeah. And uh, how often do we see? I thought it was Huddies. And I was like, Lauren, go check this out. And she quickly was like, nope, it's out of rim basic. Yeah. I love her so much. <laughs> yeah. It's, that's a super cool little detail there. Mm -hmm. Just then the pike leader returns, uh, surrounded by his guards. I knew you were no petty smuggler, he chides, demanding, who are you? And as more guards drop in, guards drop in from behind uh, the young hero, Ahsoka uses the force finally to push one back and into the wall before deftly leaping to avoid uh, a stun blaster fire, even turning the bl blaster bolts back on some of her assailants. Her hand, her hand now revealed with roughly a dozen guards around her. She knows they have her a Jedi. The Pike leader remarks coolly. He wants to know if the others are Jedi as well, but Ahsoka tells him the truth that she is alone, that she alone is the Jedi. And they were just an unwitting pawn in all of this. Uh, her capture her captor tells her that the Jedi council will regret sending her and that, uh, and then she is stunned into unconsciousness. <laughs> she sort of tells the truth. Um, and you know, like she, <laughs> she sells them down the river still. She's still playing that role, but yeah, she's like, no, no, I'm, they're not yet. I mean, she's telling the truth, but that they were unwitting pawns sort of. Right. Do, do. And at the same time, like if the Pikes are now going to focus on the Jedi, it takes well, the this is it, off yeah. them, right? Because the Jedi yeah. would have no issue dealing with them. I, I really did. This is probably my favorite out of all the four episodes. This is my favorite scene with the, the Martez sisters right here. Back at the Pike shipping dock, their cargo loaded. The Martez sisters encountered the manager that they had early demanded to see. And instead <laughs> of a skittish going, a huge Trandoshan stands before Rafa. Picking Rafa up by the shoulders, the monstrous lizard man tells her he doesn't have author she doesn't have authorization and he's shutting her down. Grabbing a nearby metal pipe, Rafa decides to show him her manifest in the form of said bar upside the manager's head. <laughs> Hilariously, the bar bends into the shape of the Trandoshan's head, doing this is zero damage. So like Superman loony. or Bugs Bunny cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 folds around it. It's so good. Uh Showing no fear, though, uh, Rafa engages hand-to-hand -hand with the hulking opponent who tosses her into a pile of crates like a gnat. I but give Rafa's her credit. Quick. Yeah, she keeps getting up. I give her credit Rafa, how hard she tries. Rafa is quick and smart, doing most of the uh, uh, doing most of the dodging most of the lumbering attacks and using her environment to stay ahead of her pursuer. Once again, she is tossed aside like a Tuka doll and quite lucky that this seems to be this fellow's signature attack. <laughs> he keeps picking her up and throwing her away instead of just tearing her in half. <laughs> um, Rafa lands on an elevating platform, which the Trandoshan behemoth leaps onto as it begins to raise several meters in the air. Trace does her best to keep several towing workers from controlling the platform as Rafa fights now for her life. One of 
Trace's wild swings of an improvised weapon damages the control panel and sends the platform wildly out of control. And although showing excellent hand-to-hand combat skills, like she's like throwing like roundhouse kick, like deftly blocking some of his stuff. He's still clearly getting the best of her, him. And I had to think, okay, these are like seasoned, trained from birth sort of warriors. The culture is Trandoshan culture, yeah. Right. What has he done in society? It, like that he's like a dockyard man, a dock worker. <laughs> like you know what I mean? <laughs> he's like at the same time though. If you have like an entire workforce, these skinny. little guys, maybe he set himself up there intentionally so he can skim. Yeah, you know what I mean. Maybe he's got his own his own hustle going with the spice business. Yeah, because all it these little guys, like, they're like, not going to say nothing. Such a laid back job for a Trandoshan. Yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. Like a Wookiee flipping burgers, but it's interesting to break <laughs> type though. Yeah, no, no, I, I dig it. I absolutely dig it. Plus, it's the, the you know you couldn't have a more opposite species. No, maybe no, <laughs> yeah. Turn around and go, uh, uh oh, the the tung uh, opposed to the trend. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> TNT baby. <laughs> uh, uh, one of Trace's wild swings of an improvised weapon damages the control panel and sends the platform wildly out of control. And although showing excellent hand-to-hand combat skills, um, she must outwit the larger opponent when she leaps to the crane housing and with a kick disconnects the platform, sending the beast plummeting to his demise. Quickly boarding their ship, Spice and Toe, they flee f- to free Ahsoka. Let's hope one hand doesn't talk to the other. So they just robbed a pike for Seriously, yeah. <laughs> so if Maul knows the other one happened. It's it's just like if this if these were longer episodes, you you know, like <laughs> words probably already there by the time they get there. I would, I, I would assume that's, that's kind of where I was going. There's with a lot too, of bubbling like, going on in the in the underworld. You know, what yeah, I mean? it is a yeah, yeah. Show, but there's a lot of bumbling. Castle, I mean, being such a huge operation, you're thinking, yes, it's controlled by the pikes. At least that's what they they tell us. Yeah, it, it is that case of like how fluid is the communication within this organization and how fast does word get around? There's a few minor, like I have a big one at the end of this episode, even though it's an emotional thing and I really enjoy it. There's one question I have and it's like, I started to go, I noticed that a lot in star Wars. Yeah. We'll get there. Ahsoka now in binders and completely surrounded by Pike guards. She stands confident knowing that the timer steadily counts down on her plan on her planted detonators. Grim pontificates like all villains do. He wants to thank the Jedi. Her execution will restore their reputation in the underworld. Her timing is perfect. Speaking of perfect timing, as if on cue, the Martez sisters return, demanding Ahsoka now be released and trade back for the spice. Ahsoka is shocked that they would return, throwing her plan into chaos. The Pike leader believes that they both would be that they both are working for the Republic and this Jedi. The sisters can scarcely believe their friend is a Jedi, but the Pike reveals what appears to be the truth, that the Jedi used them both, and that it is unfortunate that their stupidity was so authentic. I love that line, actually. Yeah. Uh, Trace wants to know why. It's, and they, then they have this internal conversation. You're surrounded by guards. armed guards. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> and then you just start bickering. Like, it's that's classic <laughs> Star Wars stuff, yeah. actually. Yeah. Yeah, Trace yeah. wants to know why Ahsoka kept the secret, but how could she tell her, uh, knowing her role that the Jedi played in the fate of her parents? She tells the sisters she left the Order, and they exclaim in unison, you can do that? That's a great little comedic yeah. moment. And then, like, you can do that? But the Pike is tired of them. Prepare to execute them all. You know, it's never just fire. It's always, yeah, yeah. 
prepare to fire. We need to have now, some grand, about, some grandiosity to whatever we're doing. Yeah, yeah, you need a good pontificating villain. That's that's excellent. <laughs> but the timer on Ahsoka's wrist gauntlet begins to beep rapidly. Oh, I <laughs> I didn't flip the. Uh... Oh, we're here now. Okay, <laughs> we're here now. All that right. was that whole Ahsoka now. Oh in yeah, binders. yeah, yeah. That's where we are. My apologies. All good. Uh, and her, <laughs> we'll just stare at that for a minute. Remember what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Explosions ring out throughout the facility as in a in a cascade of destruction, grabbing the attention of a cloaked Mandalorian warrior, Bo Katan. That was a quick one. Some of the visuals are so cool that uh, the story beats are so quick around. Like a lot of the fight scenes, it's like where where do you if you can get the right pause, it's beautiful. But some of it's so disjointed that it's, it's yeah. hardly worth trying to go beat for beat in a fight using the force uh, ahsoka detect deflects incoming blaster fire off her bracers freeing herself before force pushing an unwary pike guard into a nearby wall rendering them unconscious managing to flee uh, aboard their vessel the girls blast off with several pike fighters in pursuit trace weaving in and out of the rocky outcropping to the best of her ability buys ahsoka time to man the gun turret picking off two of the craft before a third uh a third outside uh i don't know what that says but i know that the the, the the third ship the third ship uh takes out their rear deflectors and destroys the uh the gun turret right uh, in a total harris Dula moment trace trace swings the ship around knowing she's still got front shields to engage in a game of chicken it's showing bold. her nerve she's mm. bold, yeah she, and they're both like even ahsoka's like what are you doing and and she used to hang out with anakin skywalker <laughs> yeah. no, she says what are you doing it's about to be crazy <laughs> in a total harrison doula moment trace swings the ship around knowing she's still got front shields to engage in a game of chicken showing her nerve she holds the line as the last craft must peel off but with no room for maneuvering he crashes into a crag in a fiery explosion as trace lets out a classic star wars Woohoo! yet as they ascend through the clouds and away from the planet they're they've picked up a tail the Mandalorian fighter transport of Bo-Katan Kryze. And here's my beef. Do ships not have short-range tracking sensors in the rear? Like, maybe ever? <laughs> maybe ships that are handmade by people in their in their garage, for uh, lack of a better word, don't. Yeah. Yeah, but or the Falcon didn't either. No, I know. Like, Boba like Fett when, is like... Uh, yeah, he's right like right on it. top of them. Yeah, really. <laughs> it happens a lot. Like, a lot. But maybe sensors don't work in that direction maybe it's like photography it's point and shoot you got to be looking I or maybe know. those i don't know those ships that sneak up on people yeah she does it again yeah <laughs> she does it again uh uh maybe they have just crazy stealth tech i was gonna say like cloaking is is a thing yeah uh it is a thing especially so on uh, what's his face's ship in andor on uh Luthan's ship yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's true. Returning to the bustling hub of the galaxy, the sisters and Ahsoka uh, descend their landing gantry to level 1313. Trying to bridge the broken trust gap, Ahsoka assures the sisters that since she's been revealed to be a Jedi the Pikes, to the Pikes, it is unlikely the Martezes are in any immediate danger. But Raph is curious if Ahsoka will arrest her for spice smuggling. After all, isn't that what Jedi do to make a living? Track down criminals? She relates that she was a Jedi, but Trace can't understand why anyone would walk away from that privileged life. 
Ahsoka admits it's complicated. Rafa doesn't want to hear her complicated story. Leveling with Ahsoka that while she may not see herself as a Jedi, Ahsoka sure acts like a Jedi. At least how Trace and Rafa think Jedi are supposed to act. Trace offers that they'd have been done for if not for her. Jedi are not. They consider the Forder Padawan their friend. And then a voice from seemingly out of nowhere. It's like she just appears. And then you yep. see her ship. Like, how quiet is that ship? <laughs> that just, and then they get it. Like, this is a heavy right conversation. Here. I get it's it. It's right here. Like, it's right there. Like some ninja stuff. And I love, I I, I need a uh, this poncho for some action figures. I oh, love seriously, that. Oh, seriously, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Lawrence, like, it's like a hat on a hat, isn't it? What's funny, though, <laughs> is that they, and they if you do, want to be a Mandalorian, but you don't want to look like one. They, need they Hollywood the whole thing, control. though. Like, look at her. Like, she's yeah. got the rangefinder up there. But when we see her before and the, it's completely form fitted to the. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. You know, there's like, there's yeah, no, like, there should be a down. thing there, but it's not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, I do like that line, though. Uh, you're what the Jedi we think. Oh, what they be. should. Well, we think. They oh, should yeah. Be. Yeah. Going back yeah. to the first one where they're like, you know, that's not how the Jedi yeah. were. They right. were. And it's not what stories. they hear about the Jedi. Yeah. It's what they, it's the romantic idea of the Jedi. Yeah. And, you know, I had this thought the other day because, because we're, t- you know, the, with, uh, I know you guys aren't into it much, but the High Republic stuff from yep. two, the comic set 200 years before Phantom Menace. Right. And then the, uh, the upcoming accolade show said a hundred years before Phantom Menace, but really the High Republic ends at the beginning of Attack of the Clones. Yeah, I guess it doesn't. It? Yeah, you know, I never thought of it that way before. So, like, we're we're still in the High Republic. We're in this place where there was this. There's this fairy tale of how Jedi used to be and how we see them or at least how hearsay twists what they are in in the world view yeah and it's kind of interesting like i'm i'm actually looking forward to seeing the acolyte if it can really delve into the meat of how the sith were able to to uh worm there yeah yeah grow in that environment it's kind of cool yeah undetected and that's another thing like how it's more than likely that palpatine is seeding the anti-jedi sentiment uh, or has his people yeah. out there doing it for him? Oh yeah, like yeah. propaganda. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Again, playing both sides, right? Uh, a voice seemingly out of nowhere intones, "Isn't this sweet?" As Bo-Katan and her two night owls step into the light, remarking, "Making friends." Ahsoka immediately on guard instructs Trace and Rafa to back away, and she gets in front of them again. Yeah, how many times have we seen that? Uh, It's go time, yeah. (laughs) And she's always, you know, yeah, and readies herself for readies herself for yet another fight. Yeah, Bo Katan removes her helmet, and Ahsoka, knowing who she is, and Ahsoka, knowing who she is, assures the young Jedi not to worry. Death Watch is gone, and now she and Ahsoka have a common enemy. I didn't think they were enemies necessarily before. I thought uh, they had come to sort of before understanding. Yeah. I got to think about like when death watch falls apart. I mean, th- doesn't she just like leave, she just leaves. She basically leaves, but they're at that camp for a while together. I guess it's, she's more yeah. sort of an addendum to Obi-Wan and Anakin I, doing I their guess. thing. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. And I guess like Kreese is dead. Like she's not privy to that information. Like 
Satine is dead at this time, right? That's right. Paul's already yep. yep. So maybe she's just not privy to that information. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Bo-Katan removes her. Oh, Bo- uh, uh, Bo-Katan removes her helmet, and Ahsoka, knowing who she is, assures uh, she assures the young Jedi not to worry that Death Watch is gone. Now she and Ahsoka have a common enemy. She pulls up a hollow image of Maul. Uh, Bo requires Ahsoka's help, telling her matter-of-factly that once underway, she will explain everything. It's another like, trust me, I'll tell yep. you the plan later. Yep. Placing on her helmet. Placing her helmet back on, she tells her she has five minutes to decide. Yeah. Um, you get five minutes whether you want to go on this adventure with me heavy. or not. But she's yeah. still, you know, so she's still in that. And and the, I find this interesting. And maybe this is the force acting uh, through normal citizens and the whole reason for this relationship. And therefore, if this is the reason Ahsoka goes after Maul, then these yeah. are actually huge episodes. Yeah. If if it's the force working through these two sisters to bring her to this point, um, yeah, that they are huge episodes. So in terms of that, uh, from a writer's perspective, I would imagine, um, you know, she's been, she's been running around sort of, we don't know how far after the trial it is when we see her running down the viaduct right. and heading the, to the, to the lower depths. Like you said, Andy, yeah, th- those episodes of tales, presumably with yeah. the Inquisitor, happened before this. Yeah, it could be max a year, but it's probably a month. So think, you know, think of it this long. way: she's been running around in that whole, you know, maybe feeling sorry for herself. The ship is kind of rudderless. She's and, getting a feel for how the average citizen in the galaxy sure, feels about sure. what's going on. Right. She's so, yeah. you know, disillusioned with the Jedi that she wants nothing to do with it. But only now that it's been thrown back in her face with that line, you still act like one. It's yeah. that, yeah. oh. It's it's entirely possible that the Tales episode where she's dressed similar to this happens after this in the continuity. Um, yeah. Because I, I, I don't picture the... It's like, so there's like a sentiment in that episode. I know we're going to cover it anyway, but there's a sentiment in that episode where the Republic has already fallen. And then Inquisitors were certainly not active pre-Order 66. No. no. So I think that not. dates that. And I think maybe uh, she's just right, wearing... Right. These are her civvy clothes, if you will. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Mechanics coveralls. Or, also yeah. farming coveralls. Or, or assets. <laughs> or reusing assets. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. So Wait, I thought I was the one who does that stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's usually my thing. Trace tells Ahsoka it looks like she should help the strange Mandalorian, just like she helped them. Ahsoka is trepidatious, fearing that fearing where going down this path may lead. And Trace guesses her reasoning. You mean back to the Jedi. But Rafa encourages her to go, telling her this is what you're meant to do. So there's there it's like laid right out, you know. Yeah, for Lando going, this is what you meant to do, right? Yeah. Uh, Ahsoka acquiesces and she's willing to help as long as she can leave her bike here with the sisters just in case. I quite having, like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and then and then you see, you know, later on we get to see their involvement in the rebellion. And so mm. she and she hasn't left them out to dry. She's came clears- back. It clears things up for me because we, when we saw them in the Bad Batch and we're like, oh, what's the connection? We can now 100% say that, yes, Ahsoka connected Rex to them. Yeah, that's right. And they probably don't have to commit crimes to survive anymore. They probably do little, like, you know, rebels type smuggling. Absolutely. Uh, The same stuff that, uh, that Enfys Nest was doing 
you know, stealing coaxium because the rebellion, the fledgling right. rebellion needs the fuel. Yeah. They could do right. similar stuff. Yeah. And having done more for Jedi Republic citizen relations than an entire council, Ahsoka boards the gauntlet. And as the Martez sisters watch them leave, we iris to black. So, yeah. the, and the Easter egg in this that I didn't notice till I read the credits. So, uh, uh, Sharmila Devar is credited as, as Ursa Wren. Ursa Wren, Sabine's mom. Oh, so one of those two night owls is Ursa Wren. That's interesting. Probably the one that got, really obviously the one that got the speaking line. Absolutely. Yeah. And when I heard it, my first thought was, my God, do you sound an awful lot like the armor? Mm. Do you know what I mean? But I'm like, okay, yeah, so it's yeah. not. So we heard the same thing, but I just interpreted it a different way. Right, right. Yeah. I'm like, well, that yeah. doesn't make I, that's sense. That's a high level Mandalorian to have, like, yeah, under your wing. Yeah, but we know though, going into Rebels, that uh, she, Ursa Wren, and her family moved to, uh, oh my God, wherever that uh, that planet is in the system where they're kind of holed up, just kind of doing their oh, own yeah, thing. The, uh, not Concord, Don, but I know. You no, know. no, uh, it's not on Concordia. Injury one. Con no, it's no. That other place. Yeah. Yes. That other place. Yeah. 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 The Ren homeworld. That's right. Till Gar Saxon comes home. Anyway, whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. We are going to get there. Uh, here, let's uh, let's do this. Let's uh, drop that out. Go back over yeah. here. Yeah. There we are. Oh, well, there we go. We just worked it through. That is the Martez sisters arc. I don't know how else to call that. I mean, yeah. it's the only thing you can call it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Little, little Jedi lost. <laughs> yeah. So now it, it I, does. It, it makes sense in terms of its importance, especially if you want to go ahead and read into like how the force can work through the average person. And, and it brings like her to that. the point where she's about to go. And, and this is her maybe, you know, uh, I mean, she's already grown so much. Like she, she doesn't even know. I like, that's the thing about being uh, young and being great. If you know, you, you don't know, you, you can't know in the moment. She's already been resurrected by, by the, yep. the light side of the force. Yep. She's already a near immortal being. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, she's going to be, what are, she's going to, well, be. yeah. Well, yes. I mean, well, that's already that the Mortis arc oh, has already that's happened. Right. Mortis she's has like, already happened. Sorry, yes, you're she, right. She's like 14 or 13 yeah. when yeah, she's yeah, yeah. resurrected by the light side of yeah, the force right. and given yeah. a force familiar. Um, this I mean, arc, she's rapidly becoming my favorite Star Wars character by far. What is story arc, to tell about this? Like the ending of this arc, that whole like it's what you're meant to do, and that whole going back to the Jedi dovetails nicely into what we've been saying all along that. What mm. I thought the sequels were going to do was set up the, uh, what, what I thought the end of rebels and the whole Bendu thing was setting up. Okay. We are going to explore gray Jedi. And so now here we are. And, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that Ahsoka is it. She is the, the middle ground. She is the progenitor of what the Jedi order might become going down the road. Yeah. She didn't want to train yeah. Grogu. And we know that by the time we get to the rise of Skywalker, that, she has, you know, she's, she has passed, but man, yeah. uh, she's got to have a legacy somewhere. Yeah. So 
hopefully we'll get some of that in the uh, the live Maybe action series. Coming. I mean, I guess uh, Ray hears her voice in the. Yeah, she's one of the, it's uh, Ashley's uh, Ashley Eckstein's voice uh, in the, right. the Jedi so sequence. Presume her to be dead, but perhaps yeah. she's just communicating through. Maybe we'll get an elderly elderly Ray with an. Well, uh, I mean, how long did <laughs> we don't know uh, canonically speaking because it, no one's really nobody's really touched on this uh in the new canon at least not to my knowledge hank you might have uh, mm. some more insight where the comics are concerned but like legends made a point of telling us that obi-wan kenobi could only appear to luke skywalker for so long and then he makes yeah. a point of saying i won't be able to come back anymore this because is the last even, time. even yeah. i have to move on yeah yeah that I, does leave I, an opening find yeah in the new canon but it seems to be legends like makes it, like it's not yeah. indefinite no but Yoda communes with the four spirits of like bygone, oh, like several times. like eras ago. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. You know, could we do we have the opportunity for you know force ghost uh, uh, post death teachings? Sure, absolutely. Well, see, here's the thing: like it, you, you really get into it when you examine it that the force ghost is like there's a physicality to you still, like yeah. if. I don't know if it takes tremendous amounts of energy to appear. Uh, they don't, I, I've never heard that explained, but like, sure. There's the idea that they can like, you know, other, maybe they have to kind of retcon it because there's a scene where Alec Guinness moves through the, the sort of the underbrush of Dagobah oh, and the, the, the log because the actor's <laughs> actually there. They've just, yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. So, but you know, there's that, the Colin Trevorrow cut, if you will, if you've ever read that script where Luke's force ghost, stops kylo's lightsaber with his hand yeah you know, yeah, like, yeah. like what a, a you know so there's a physicality to a to a force ghost i mean that's they, right yeah they're able to pick up books and light things on fire with lightning and etc etc well uh this has been interesting i asked at the beginning of the show if we still thought that there was room to drop this arc entirely. And now that we've, we've worked through it organically through the process of what we do here on the show, I'm going to ask it again. Do we yeah. still think that we could have dropped it? No, it's no. essential development for her character. Interesting. Yeah. I, like, it, I, it also leaves you going like you would have the physical question. How did she track Maul down? How, why yeah. is she certainly yeah. with Bo-Katan? So there, there are integral parts that are weaved into it but i think it's super important uh to know that we said it right from the beginning uh for this review series to be a little bit different because we really wanted to dial in on her development as a character and so as opposed to uh uh, two hours ago when we said no we we might have been able to drop this in terms of her development as a character have we have we flipped on that i still think that this was worth revisiting yeah no, a hundred percent. In terms, in terms of her, I think she's she stopped free falling, and yeah. now she's picking herself back up. So that's that's you know what I mean, like that's that whole a, re, rebuilding yourself in your own image. Yeah. yeah, yeah, couldn't agree more. That means that the next arc, whew, we've already been down. Uh, in fact, we we, we did it. It was audio only, so it's going to be interesting uh, revisiting this. Uh, through the lens of what we do here as a visual show. So I hope you guys will stick around for that. It is the final arc of Clone Wars uh, season seven, the final season. Uh, it is the order 66 arc. We, we covered it 
was one of our earliest review series, our Order 66 series. You can always go back and revisit that one. Like I said, it's audio only. So if you're a fan of the video, sorry, um, you'll have to wait till next week because, wow, it's another four-parter. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it'll be a long, it'll be a long one for sure. I will try my darndest uh, to be uh, more brief because I, I tend to be the longest winded of the, the, the three of us. <sighs> it's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> <laughs> But um, come back and see us on Tuesday night uh, as we go through Random Fandom Tuesday. we got some interesting things that we're working on. I've already sent a, a couple of links over yep. uh, to Andy so we can work on those. Uh, and always bring your uh, your fandom stuff that you guys want to talk about. Uh, we're here every Tuesday night at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern. It's a full audience participation show. So whether you're following along in the comments on whatever platform you're watching on or whether you want to take the plunge and uh, pick up the old uh, uh, telephone, and uh, call us up call on, the, and be uh, on the show on the WhatsApp link. We're definitely here to take your calls. Um, and yeah, this has been another episode of the road to Ahsoka. We got a few more, I guess next week is the last, Oh, it's not the last animation. Sorry. No. It's the last of the clone wars. Yep. And then I think mm -hmm. it's then we move uh, into rebels right into rebels. Now tail, the tales episodes are in there somewhere. They are. I just don't remember I, where they are. I believe they fall in between rebels and Mandalorian and the live action stuff. Funny that they've placed them. I kind of wonder now, did Disney arrange them that way on purpose? Like the order that they came out, uh, it, the broadcast order? I would think I that's know. that's basically like chronological broadcast. Yeah, order. yeah, yeah. I wonder if this this series, our review series here for the show, would have been different if we'd done them sort of like yeah, from the actual chronological. chronological yeah, because yeah. we would have started yeah. with the first episode. Of we Tales would have, Jedi, yeah, Tales, right? and then this, and then so it makes very little difference, but. Yeah, I wonder if we. I think had... we're we're pretty good at context. Like everything we've been doing so far has been in the Clone Wars, and as we branch, yeah. we'll be able to contextualize yeah, yeah. that for everybody. exactly. Exactly. Well, listen, it's been a great Sunday night to hang out with all of you who've uh, sat uh, for the last couple hours with us. Thank you so much for hanging out. Happy Father's Day to everybody out there. And like I said, come see us on Tuesday night. If not, come back again next Sunday when we get to do this all again. But until then, for Fandom Power, my name is Wes. I'm Andy, and I'm Hank. And we will see you all on the next one. Bye for now, everybody. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to Fandom Power. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be talking about another one of your favorite fandoms. <laughs>